MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today is the 15th day of August, a Tuesday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a 17-year-old teenager has been arrested in Philadelphia in connection with a terrorism probe. During a press conference on Monday, FBI Special Agent in Charge of the Philadelphia Field Office, Jacqueline McGuire, said the 17-year-old male was arrested Friday on state charges and was allegedly communicating with the group KTJ. KTJ was designated as a global terrorist group in 2022 and is affiliated with al-Qaeda, officials said. The young man who was under arrest is was an aspiring terrorist who was not merely thinking but was doing things that are deeply disturbing and presented a grave danger to everyone the philadelphia district attorney larry krasner said the teen suspect was allegedly sending and receiving media containing terrorist propaganda and also took steps to go overseas for the purpose of joining or supporting the terrorist group the teen allegedly acquired chemicals and had taken steps to build weapons of mass destruction mm-hmm. the investigation began sometime in march when the fbi became aware of the teen's alleged communication with with KTJ over Instagram. Over a period of weeks, the FBI identified the 17-year-old, conducted an investigation, which included surveillance. Things could have gone so much better if he was communicating with BTS instead. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know, he doesn't know what he missed out yeah, on. Yeah. According to authorities, a WhatsApp account linked to the teen's phone found uh, uh, linked to the teen's phone number, also found by investigators uh, to have a banner of Chechnya-based, a Chechnya-based terrorist group as its profile photo. And then on August 6th, according to authorities, the teen's WhatsApp profile photo changed to an image of the ISIS banner. On August 8th, U.S. Customs and Border Protection provided records revealing 14 international shipments of military and tactical wow. gear to the teen's address. The warrant for his arrest was approved on August 11th. The FBI searched two separate locations, including one on the 5900 block of Woodbine Avenue in the city's Winfield section. Federal agents shut down the neighborhood as the teen was taken into custody without incident. Riders utilizing SEPTA buses and trolleys have been asked to expect delays over the next few weeks as new mandatory training begins for the company's employees. All SEPTA workers must go through a safety stand-down training with their department over the course of the next two to three weeks. SEPTA announced the new training requirements last week in the wake of a series of recent accidents involving SEPTA vehicles. The training program is said to focus on emphasizing safety guidelines that are already in place and provide an open forum for employees. SEPTA, the sixth largest transportation system in the country, found itself in hot water after eight recent accidents involving their vehicles, including one that killed a 72-year-old bus passenger. They say their aim is to focus on a culture of safety moving forward. The dangerous uh, incidents prompted an investigation from the National Transportation Safety Board and the intervention from the Federal Transit Administration. Nestle announced a voluntary recall of some Nestle Toll House chocolate what? chip cookie cookie dough bars due to the potential presence of wood fragments. Uh, wood Now with new wood, wood fragments. <laughs> to be honest, that's part of the original recipe, right? Wood, wood. fragments. The announcement on is this pine. The announcement applied to two batches of the break and bake bar products that were produced in April. The company said, "I hint a, uh, a, a hint of a oaky flavor. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little it's cedar, an actual mm-hmm. tiny bit. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so these are, I, okay, I see what these are. These are the ones that you actually cook. You break off the, yeah. the little squares, which are pretty great, by the way. Yes. And so they are easy. awesome to eat raw. <laughs> They're awesome. Even though you're not supposed to, we do anyway. We haven't in a long time, but we used to. A small number of consumers contacted <clears throat> Nestle USA about the wood fragments, the company said. Although no illnesses or injuries have been reported, Nestle issues just a recall. Splinters. <laughs> yeah, just splinters. Yeah, splinters yeah, yeah. in your mouth. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, um, um, uh, yeah, and servant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is it tum, tum, of that. That was one of the most disturbing scenes of that whole series. Uh-huh. Um, so they said out of, they issued the recall out of an abundance of caution. The company said consumers who purchase the dough bars with the specific batch codes should return the product for a replacement or refund. Last October, Nestle issued a voluntary recall for its refrigerated ready-to-bake Nestle Toll House stuffed chocolate chip cookie dough with fudge filling because of the potential presence of white plastic pieces. Hmm. In sports this morning... Oh, I hit the button. Hang on a second. Let me try this again. The Phillies, who lost two games in a row, opened up a quick two-game series against the Blue Jays in Toronto tonight. The Phillies are still in the top spot for the National League wildcard, two games ahead of the San Francisco Giants. For tonight's game, Zach Wheeler will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 7.07. The Union are preparing to host the international superstar Lionel Messi and interim Miami tonight at the League's Cup semifinals. According to the Union head coach Jim Curtin, this is the biggest game that our stadium has ever had. Messi and interim Miami CF will take on the Union at Subaru Park in tonight's semifinal with the match set to begin at 7 o'clock. And two days after it was reported that the Sixers ended trade talks <laughs> involving James Harden, the 10-time All-Star guard openly criticized team president Daryl Morey. During an Adidas media event in China, Harden said, Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. So they're talking. <laughs> On Saturday, sources reported that the Sixers plan to bring Harden back to training camp for the start of the season, setting up a difficult situation for the unhappy star. The Sixers agreed to search out a trade upon Harden's request after he picked up his player option in June, but the team's asking price has been too steep. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, uh, Kathy. And welcome back. Kathy Romano, a little uh, extended uh, time off and uh, now returning. With uh, beautiful shiny teeth and ready to go <laughs> as always, this, uh, yeah. Tuesday morning, and we have uh, we have several things that we're going to get to, including new word of the week prize. So we're going to give away a pair of premium tickets for night one of WrestleMania 40, which is going to be Saturday, April 6th at Lincoln Financial Field, and wow. uh, we're actually going to have some guests by this week, uh, but it will include uh, like you know Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes and a whole bunch of the big big biggies. So um, we will uh, we'll give that away on Friday, so you need the letter of the day for the word of the week. Make sure you get set for that. Now, also for giveaways, a bunch of other things with the stupid question, lesson learned, and so on, but we have Tattoos Day today, yes. too, so we have a chance to win a Preston and Steve Show-themed tattoo. It's a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. I saw uh, some people who had some Preston and Steve tattoos at the Belly Flop Championship, yeah. and um, some really 
you forget how big of a tattoo you can get for three hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, like I saw a guy who got a uh, this kind of Celtic cross with our initials uh, on his calf, and it was like the length of his entire calf yeah. almost. So it's great work. You can get a really awesome, chunky, cool tattoo from Floating World. Uh, they're on South Street. So text the word tattoo three nine three three three. On the program today, we will have Mr. Dave. Raymond on the program. He is the original Philly fanatic and he's a motivational speaker yes. and uh, he's the guy that kind of kicked off the whole fascination that we have with that amazing creature from the Galapagos Islands. So uh, we'll talk to him later on. He's got a book out. It's called The Power of Fun, which is great. So we'll get to that and many other things over the next few hours together. Excellent. We hope we're going to hang out for the whole thing. Uh, let's take a break. Come back. we got a bunch of stuff to get to in the entertainment report as well as a stupid question. I've got things about conservatorships and cults and babies ah. and engagements. We'll come back with it all in just a moment. Stay with us. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's give away for the stupid question a four-pack of tickets to the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair, which is going on uh, starting on the 19th through October 29th. So the question that I will ask, in case you saw this and you pointed out, actually, there are two possible answers to this. What song was tapped out in the movie Big on the Giant Piano? 215-263-WMMR. Actually, there were two songs. So just give me one of them, and we'll set you up, all right? 215-263-WMMR. What songs tapped out on the uh, Big? keyboard in the movie Big. We're going to mention birthdays while we await your call. Today being the 15th day of August, we'll start with Jennifer Lawrence ah. yes, celebrating her birthday today. I know it's not MCU, but I don't have a Well, she is X-Men. Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Marvel Universe. Yeah. So, yeah, she was in X-Men First Mystique. Class. Mystique. She was great. She did a fantastic that. job. And yeah. let's not forget that uh, her big, big, big breakout movie. Well, no, I guess, actually, 
Probably Winter Hunger Spell Games Wars. would have been that, but yeah. her, you know, winning the Oscar certainly was pretty big. Took place around here. Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. So uh, she turns 33 you know, like when they did, years old today. They had that one scene, I think it was in the second movie, where uh, they gave a Rebecca Romaine nod. Yes. yes. Uh, she became that version of Mystique for, for a second. A it was very cool. Yep, so happy birthday to Jennifer Lawrence. It is Ben Affleck. It's the Pool Boys oh. birthday today. Uh, ben Affleck is turning 51. I'd like to apologize to Jennifer Gardner and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. So. I apologize to anyone who's been offended by my fictional creations, Chris Sagan, Philosopher of Evil, and, and the Skull Sealer. If Affleck had any knowledge, it was a fairly big thing in the news when that was going down. This lunatic was, you know, giving this uh, mm-hmm. dissertation in front of the court. Yeah. I wonder if Affleck ever got wind of that. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he did. <laughs> uh, but he's was he apologized to? had so many uh, success stories. We don't even need to go into no. all of them. But he turns uh, 51 years old today. Recently directed Air, right? Yeah, so correct. He's, he's a solid director. Academy Award winner for Argo. We have Anthony Anderson. Uh, he's great. He's uh, one of the leads on Blackish. Uh, have you he, seen him recently? Uh, no, huh? He, lost uh, he, he might have Ozempic'd out because no he, he's lean and mean. Barbershop, Hustle & Flow, a lot of great stuff throughout the years. He's 53 years old today. Uh, Steve Pat Priest. Oh, the Monsters. She played Marilyn yeah. on the Monsters, and she is 87 years old. She was today. the replacement, right? She There was one... In the first Maryland, season, right, and then they replaced her with Pat Priest. Okay, yeah, I believe. Oh, I would... So hang on, did the first Maryland? I mean, uh, in Maryland, yeah. Uh, was she? Did she do the whole season or no. just a few episodes? She actually she passed on it. I think she actually oh. wanted to go back and got engaged to her okay. boyfriend, lived her life happily ever after. But Pat Priest was, you know, had uh, designs on Pat Priest, mm-hmm. Elvis. Oh yeah, no yeah. kidding. That's wow, right, man, Elvis John loves the monsters, man. <laughs> he loves that. Uh, they got a dragon on their stairs, man. Scary man. Scary. <laughs> Fire man, uh, so she, grandpa man, she's 87. Uh, Princess Anne, the Princess Royal, daughter, only daughter of uh, Elizabeth II. Yes, so she turns uh, 73 years old today. I don't really know much about Princess. No Anne. one can. I've, I've the, the most that I've learned about the royal family by far is from the show The Crown. She's in it. Uh, yes. Yeah, she's featured quite a bit as uh, sort of the only and lonely daughter. Yep. You know, and she's got those three brothers who are just... Well, princes. Just, right. Yeah. Just princes. Yeah. Every uh, one of them looks like their faces are smashed ass. <laughs> so 73 today. Uh, Larry Matthews, who played Rich. Hey, Larry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Somebody's got a max to grind. Larry played uh, Richie on the Dick Van Dyke show. Uh, the little kid. I I was not all that. I knew uh, peripherally about the Dick Van Dyke show, yeah. but as a kid growing up, I, I didn't really watch the reruns or anything like that. I but. love the show, uh, and he has some great stories. He was on the set with a young, you know, uh, Marilyn, uh, Mar- Mary Tyler Moore, I should ah, say. Okay. And as yep. he was maturing, he was found himself, yeah, you know, digging his own mom on the series. Larry? Yeah. Come on, man. Ah. So he's 68. Thank you, Larry. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that clip. <laughs> Larry's 68 today. Uh, it's Deborah Messing's birthday today. The much loved Nick. Yeah, Nick His hates favorite. her. Favorite. Uh-huh. She's just a terrible, terrible actress. Okay. <laughs> well, she is. Uh, Do you know where she shines, Preston? In the 30 seconds she appears in the Mothman Prophecy. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. She that shines. That is a hell of a performance. Mm. Uh, Will and Grace, obviously, a huge success for her. She's 55. Natasha Henstridge. Yes. Species. Be- beautiful woman. Yep. Uh, species, the whole nine yards. Uh, she is 49 today. Uh, Steve, a guy who's got to be uh, close to your heart. His name is Jimmy Webb. He's a songwriter. Oh, that's great. So he wrote MacArthur Park. Yep. He wrote Galveston. And he wrote Wichita Lineman. Mm-hmm. So he's I the- am a lineman for the county. We used to have a, a clip of that, do we not anymore? We did. Because How do you spell Wichita these days? W-I-C-H. All right, W-I. Do I have it now? No, you, had, you have W-I-T there. Oh, W-I-C-H. You'll get clips from Hocus Pocus. No, nope. nah, we don't have that. But I have, what? I do have meatloaf sandwiches. If you <laughs> All right, do that. Okay. Meatloaf yeah. sandwiches? Jimmy Webb does like meatloaf. Okay, okay. Yeah, Come on, who doesn't like meatloaf sandwich? Here we go. Uh, uh, you know what? Wichita Lineman, one of my absolute, <laughs> absolute favorite songs. It just gets me every you time. You know what? For me personally, Meatloaf Sandwiches, Meatloaf sandwiches are be. one of my it absolute favorites. Memories. Yeah. I really want to connect. Meatloaf Sandwich. I want to connect Jimmy Webb to Adam Sandler now. That, you I think can that's somehow or another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's his father. Uh, you can do it. I, you know, I did gonna, this for a while. We were doing this. Uh, I don't know if we were doing it amongst us, but it was uh, Wikipedia. Is like uh, three steps of Wikipedia. Yes. If you could connect, like Meatloaf, or if you could connect Jimmy Webb, and it doesn't have to be person to person. It could be right. like um, you know, uh, Princess Anne to Meatloaf, a toaster to Princess Anne. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and do it through uh, links only on the Wikipedia page. You start with theirs. Yeah. And All right, you, you guys do the show. That. I'm going to do that. See, you Jimmy try that. Now, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Webb is 77 today. Um, great musician, great singer. Tom Johnston of the Doobie Brothers oh. uh, turns 75 years old. What a great voice on that I, man. I, I love that period of the Doobie Brothers. I do too. Uh, and he was a songwriter as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is that? I, and I, I have, we, we were talking about bands that have great vocal harmonies and I put oh. the Doobie Brothers up there with the Eagles and the Beatles and even uh, you know Crosby, Stills and Nash just voices that just blend together wonderfully. Mamas and the Papas, you know all yes. the greats. I put them right up there. Uh, so Tom Johnston is celebrating his 75th birthday today. And then the last birthday Joe Jonas ah. of the Jonas Brothers. He turns 34 years old They're today. They're on a concert tour now. I couldn't tell you one Jonas Brothers song. You know, sucker. How does it go? I'm a sucker for you. All right, that's Jonas Brothers. Yeah, never knew it. Or that never might just be—is that just the one Jonas? No, it's the Jonas Brothers. That's the Jonas it's Brothers. It's all of them. Yeah. All right. Hey, I did it. All right, you found it. Okay. Yeah, all right. So, uh, Steve, you're gonna—I think you'll like this one. Yeah. Jimmy Webb worked with um, Art Garfunkel. Yes. Art uh, Gar- Simon and Garfunkel. Right. Uh, Simon and Garfunkel fame. He helped to write some of the soundtrack for *The Graduate*, starring Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman was in a movie called *The Meyerowitz Stories*. Yes. With Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yep. That's probably where he heard meatloaf sandwiches for the first time. There's your connection. Uh-huh. Right, well, Stephen, oh, he's right answer. in front of us. Did the stupid <laughs> question. What song was uh, tapped out on the keyboard in the movie Big? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Nancy to see if we can get the answer. Hi there, Nancy. Good morning. Good morning. Um, All right, Nancy, what song do you want to tell us, please? 
Heart and Soul. Heart and, and Soul. The other one would be Chopsticks. Yes. Well done. <laughs> well done. Hang on, Nancy. Got yourself four pack of tickets for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair, August 19th through October 29th at Mannheim, PA. You're ready to live the excitement and adventure of jousting nights and royal delights. Uh, you can buy advanced tickets at parenfair.com. Oh, is this from the actual, from the movie? You know who wrote Heart and Soul? I Jimmy, don't. Jimmy Webb. <laughs> Shut up. And uh, is this piano at Please Touch Museum? This exact one? The one you they know, used it, in the movie? It very well know. might be. That might have been, for some reason that sounds familiar, Case. Good question. These these were big sellers. I just watched Big for the first time in years the other day, Preston. It's still as enchanting Great. as ever. All right, I have uh, several things to get to in the Let's entertainment report, so we're going to get to it right now. We're going to start with Oprah Winfrey shared a video to Instagram yesterday or Sunday describing her experience at the War Memorial Stadium amid the devastation wildfires, devastating wildfires in Maui. Uh, the famous talk show host announced that she will be making a major donation to help rebuild the island. Uh, she said, you know what this week has taught me is that when you don't know what to do, you do whatever you can. Uh, she said, at some point, I will make a major donation after all the smoke and ash have settled here and we figure out what the rebuilding is going to look like. Uh, she also recalled meeting so many incredible people at the evacuation shelter, including a man named Julius. She said, recalling that, I said, Julius, tell me what you need because his legs were covered in bandages where he had to run to escape the fire. Uh, she said, he said to me that he could feel his skin popping as he was running. He got out of his car because the tires were melting and he couldn't move forward and just started to run. Winfrey said, and when I said, tell me what you need, he said, ma'am, I need nothing. My life is now my greatest gift. I have uh, I have my life. So from last week, Preston, when we were reporting on this and then over the weekend as more and more footage came out and you saw the main drag there with cars that were abandoned and, um, you know, the, the buildings and the devastation, you realize what it really was was almost an instantaneous blast furnace yeah. that people could not escape in many cases. They, there's a whole bunch of people missing and then there's footage that's fine. Finally, uh, come out, case, uh, Preston, of um, people who jumped in the water uh, with their phones were recording trying to get away from the heat. Yeah. It's just insane. I've so, never seen anything like it. Hawaii, the breeze is constant. Yeah. It, it's always, and a lot of times it's very, very windy. Actually, over the weekend, uh, the movie uh, Soul Surfer was on. And there are scenes in that movie the entire where their hair is just blowing yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere like the entire time. It's just these trade winds are constantly going through there. You get fire, you add that to dry conditions, and then you've got... You know, you've got this. Sure, and, 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 and peripheral effects from a passing hurricane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, obviously, the real building is going to take for a while. There are a lot of celebrities that do have homes, and maybe they'll all jump in and contribute if they can. Mick Fleetwood's restaurant yeah. uh, was burned, yeah. uh, and he's out there doing as much as he can to do that. Exactly. Shane Victorino's from there. He's been posting a lot about right. it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, moving on to another story. This is kind of interesting, uh, and it hit, uh, you may have heard a little bit of this, but we haven't had a chance to touch on it yet. Former NFL player Michael Orr, whose life story was portrayed in the Oscar-winning movie The Blind Side, has filed a petition in Tennessee court to end Sean and Leanne Tui's conservatorship over him. Uh, Orr claims the Tui's told him that they were going to adopt him, but instead filed a conservatorship that kept millions of dollars from him. A lawyer for Sean and Leanne Tui, Steve Fariz, said that they have no comment. We'll be issuing a statement on uh, today, actually. Uh, Sean Tui had said that his family was devastated. He said it's upsetting to think that we would make money off 
of any of our children, but we're going to love Michael at 37 just like we loved him at 16. It's just wild that this would come out now after because the, this the movie was so inspiring and mm-hmm. uh, Kathy it, it convinced you to actually it, like Sandra it Bullock. Turn me around on Sandra Bullock, but I, you know what though? I I'm interested to see where this goes because it's not like they they still took him in at 16. They still cared for him. So they didn't know he was going to be an NFL star for. For, well, he had prospects, but for anyway, for years, I've seen a clickbait that has said, Michael Orr hates the movie, uh, yes, The Blind Side. I've seen it as well. Here's why. And I've never clicked on it. Right. Because it's clickbait. clickbait. Uh-huh. And where, where's that going to take me? Yeah. A slideshow of yeah. blah, 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 and, and who knows if it's true or not. So apparently, he's had some issues. So um, Orr's petition to the court is asking for an order for the Tuies to, quote, show cause for failure to meet their required duties to provide regular accountings or to act in the best interest of their ward, Michael J. Orr. Now, he became a ward of the state in Tennessee just before he turned 11 in 90 and soon after began living on the streets. And a friend's father helped him get into a school where he started playing football. Uh, during the summer after his junior year, Orr started staying with Sean and Leanne Tui occasionally. And then it happened more often. After he turned 18, but was still a student, uh, the Tuies offered for Michael to come live with them. And the petition says the Tuies did tell Michael that they loved him and that they intended to legally adopt him. Michael believed them, was delighted to be a part of the family, and trusted Mr. and Mrs. Tui completely and called them mom and dad at their request. Uh, the petition says soon after he moved in, the Tuies gave him legal papers he thought were necessary for the adoption. Uh, it says Michael trusted the Tuies and signed where they told him to sign. Uh, what he signed, however, and unknown to Michael, uh, were not uh, adoption papers or the equivalent of adoption papers. Uh, instead, the papers appointed Sean and Leanne Tuie uh, as conservators. The conservatorship papers were filed by an attorney so close to the Tuies that Orr was told to call her aunt. Uh, the petition says that at no point did the Tuies tell them uh, tell him that they would have ultimate control of all his contracts and or was falsely advised by the Tuies that the adoption would have to be called a conservatorship since he was over 18 but was for all intents and purposes an adoption. This is pretty complex. It is. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to summarize some of this. The petition says the Tuies have falsely and publicly represented themselves as the adopted parents of Michael continuing uh, to the date of the filing of this petition. We can learn about it in the sequel, Robbed Blind. <laughs> so, apparently, so the, the petition is asking the Tuies provide a sworn accounting of the money belonging to Michael yes. that should have been paid to him. Now, uh, parts of his life story were captured in the book uh, called The Blind Side, Evolution of the Game by Michael Lewis, adapted to the movie of the same name in 2009. Sean Tuey told the Daily Memphian that... We didn't make any money off the movie. He said, Michael Lewis gave us half his share. Everybody in the family got an equal share, including Michael, and it was about $14,000 each. Huh. So that, I don't know when that statement was made. That's some bad business. Uh, or it's horrible business. Earned over $34 million during his NFL career. Um, so I'm curious as to where all this is going to go. Well, yeah, when you, on the surface, when you start to see how the finances have been reckoned, it, it, it seems really weird. Like you said, Case, that was a hit movie. Yeah. It was huge. But I, I don't know how those things work out and what portion of it you get if it's your story or what you agree to. I, had, I have no idea. So, I don't know. Sometimes I regret that we were pre-med. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, Sandra Bullock, by the one best one best actress for her performance of Leanne Tui in the uh, film at the 2010 Academy Awards. Cass, I actually hated her performance in that movie. <laughs> it's funny that that was what brought you around to her and 
And for me, I was like, I can't. I'm not a Sandra Bullock fan, and I never have been. And she doesn't get more milfy than she does in that movie. She looks yeah. fantastic in that <laughs> flick. All right, so One Tree Hill star. This is weird. You're a big One Tree Hill fan. I'm a, I'm oh, a, I'm yeah. a hiller. Super huge. But no, listen to this. Her name is uh, Bethany Joy Lenz. She opened up to Variety in a recent interview about the 10 years she spent in a cult, including while starring on the hit show from 2003 yeah. to 2012. She said, uh, I mean, it was was like a secret life. I'm on this TV show. I'm living this glamorous celebrity life as people see it. And I have a total secret life going on. And it was so painful. She said that she joined the cult because she was looking for, quote, Wednesday night Bible studies in Los Angeles, like the one she went to with her family. And she said, that's all it was to me. However, the actress claims the leader of the group was sociopathic and compared him to Nexium founder Keith Ranieri. That's not a good comparison. As for her One Tree Hill co-star, Len said it was I, it was open with them. It was a whisper behind the scenes, like you know she's in a cult. <laughs> and for a while, they were all trying to save me and rescue me, which is lovely and so amazing to be cared uh, about in that way. She added that she was finally able to leave the cult in part because they filmed the show nine months out of the year in and around Wilmington, North Carolina. She said, in a lot of ways, One Tree Hill saved my life. I had a lot of flying back and forth, a lot of people visiting, and things like that. But my life was really built in North Carolina. She said, and I think. That spatial separation it made a big difference when it was time for me to wake up. Now, I dove a little bit into this. Yeah. She doesn't mention the cult by name. I didn't see it mentioned. But in the past, she has named this thing called the Mosaic Church. Okay. And has been, um, uh, she's had a few things to say negatively about it. So people may assume or assuming that it might be Putting two to two. Oh, yeah. that what she's talking about. But And then I tried to dig in on the, on the Mosaic Church a little bit and didn't find out a whole lot about it. Other than the leader is this very charismatic guy that some Always. people have some curious and I bought you bought about. you bought more One Tree Hill memorabilia off eBay, you know. yeah, because you love it so much. I'll tell you this, um, you know, you you see these things and you see these people and you wonder at my lowest or at the point at which I was most conflicted in my life, would I have been susceptible? Yep, you know. You think you would a case? Yeah, I mean there was um there was this um hippie commune that used to come to fish concerts and hand out pamphlets and stuff. Right. Um and you know at 22, 23 years old where I'm still trying to find a way in this world and um you know searching my soul for whatever. Right. I was what? like, "Oh, here are some people that are that are like me that are living a um free or what appears to be a free life, and, right. you know." Um Well, yeah. also and going back to the Nexium thing, Stephen, we watched that doc- Documentary on on uh, uh, Keith Raniere and everything. At the onset, this looks like a program of positive reinforcement: how to live yeah. a life and get what you want. <laughs> and 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 the ideas are like that makes sense. I was liking the pitch, but then once yeah. you once you get you know five levels into it, yeah. then you start to go, wait a minute, this is mm-hmm. this is running my life. You my, know what yeah, I mean? I'm, I'm being branded right now. Yeah. How, yeah. how did this happen? But even beyond, even before that, yeah. just the, the the you know they they it starts to take over slowly. They start to take little things from yeah. you, and it's well, look at the air. The you could get Harris. caught up in it, you know, if, yeah. if, if it seems at the base uh, like a, a positive force in your life. So it's weird, but then there are other. Really cuckoo ones that are that get you from the get go and are like, how do people get involved in that? I have no idea, but um, I will be interested to find out more about this and if she's going to reveal any more about it. And I love One Tree Hill. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's 
Do you, do you even know what the plot of One Tree Hill is? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? I have no uh, idea. I know there's a hill with a tree on That's the only yeah. thing I know about. That I there's know. There's only one yeah. tree. Oh, my That's God. it. I went to Two Tree Hill. Damn <laughs> it. so far away. Why right are there now? so many trees I'm on this hill? Late, guys. All right. So, this is good news. Uh, people report that after four years of dating, Zoe Deschanel and Jonathan Scott are engaged. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the Property Brothers host uh, proposed on Sunday in Scotland, and Deschanel's two children helped to create the special moment. Ah, uh, you knew they were going to get married. They've been together for a while. The actress shared a photo of herself with Scott on Instagram on Monday, holding up her left hand and showing off her engagement ring, and it's right. like forever starts now. I like her. I'm, I'm, I'm not that familiar with him, but I know oh, yeah. in the DIY community, they're beloved. It's yeah. a fun show. Yeah. 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 Hey, got like a, you know, good rapport, obviously, because they're twin brothers. But yep. uh, yeah, I actually haven't watched that in a while. Uh, maybe I'll go back to watching that. <laughs> yeah. whenever I hear All Zoe, because of the engagement. Whenever I hear Zoe Deschanel's name, I just, I always think of that picture of Zoe Dave Chappelle. <laughs> you guys seen that one? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. great. <laughs> uh, Ashley Olsen is officially a mother. How about <gasps> Yeah, yes. When, I didn't even know she was pregnant. Yeah, she recently welcomed her first child. Uh, they named him Otto uh, with her husband, Louis Eisner. And the baby came out smoking. Uh, Louis Eisner, I'm sorry. Uh, Ashley and Louis welcomed their son months ago. And oh, no! Thrilled to be parents, according to a source. And that's really all that I wow, have Wow, they kept that under wraps. Yeah, so uh, she's got a baby. That's crazy. Wow. Uh, in new court documents filed by Kevin Costner's legal team and obtained by people, the Yellowstone actor's lawyers accused his estranged wife, Christine Baumgartner, and her legal team of, quote, gamesmanship of the worst sort yeah, as the pair that. navigate their divorce. You are conducting gamesmanship. Uh, Costner's <laughs> attorneys say Baumgartner is avoiding answering questions during the discovery process as both parties prepare to determine the validity of their prenuptial agreement in November. Have you noticed that whenever there are millions and millions of dollars up for grabs, it tends to cause acrimonious divorces? Mm, what is it? What is the reason behind that, Preston? Uh, the court document states the objections she has mustered in an effort. She has mustard. She has loads of mustard. What kind of mustard? <laughs> it's the spicy brown, so okay, it's good. I'm good with that. Uh, the objection she has mustered in an effort to not disclose her contentious or her contentions are frivolous. Frivolous. Uh, she says she does not understand words like understood or negotiation. <laughs> she does not understand words like understood. That's tough. You know, her law firm is Nell, Nell, and Nell. Or negotiation. <laughs> and she cannot answer this discovery. Uh, they ordered a, a writ of Thai Thai. A writ of Thai Thai. Yes. Uh, the court. So she has all this mustard. I know he is, his family is uh, deeply entrenched in the ketchup world. Yes. It was never going to work. Uh, Baumgartner <laughs> risks losing $1.5 million payout by channeling the uh, challenging the prenuptial agreement. When you can say, you know, that's such a, a wild tightrope to walk. I'm too stupid to understand what a prenup is. Yeah. And then you have to argue that in court. Yeah. That's like I swear to God. Whenever um, I Side get along, Hong Kong. I, whenever I get to Hong Kong, <laughs> no, honestly, whenever and it's going to happen. Uh, the IRS pulls me into court. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to go, dude. 
I, I'm, oh, I'm pleading dumb. I, I'm pleading dumb. It was, uh, but I have the receipt. Yeah. I can show that I'm dumb. <laughs> Casey was like in Breaking Bad when Skyler pretended to be really, really stupid as, uh-huh. uh, as handling their books. Yeah. That'd be me. That'd be, yeah. <laughs> Only I wouldn't be playing. I wouldn't be playing. This yeah. would not be an act. I am legitimately stupid, Your Honor. Um, so Jennifer Lopez gave fans a show at the Taverna Anima Ecor. The Heart and Soul Tavern uh, in Capri, Italy, while uh, on vacation recently. Uh, the actress knew just what to do when she was handed the microphone at karaoke night. Lopez sang Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. How magical. And her own song, uh, Let's Get Loud, uh, in front of the crowd of bars. Because so you she, keep it down, I'm trying to eat my tiramisu. So she, uh, yeah, she did a little, uh, she did a little karaoke there. I actually night. know that song. Kathy, do you know the Let's Get Loud song? Yeah. Okay. Sing it, guys. Come on. Let's get loud. Let's get loud. She posts a lot of bikini pictures, she doesn't well, she? I mean, She's in great shape. Yeah. She should. Absolutely. All right. Tell me, do you post a lot of bikini shots? You will. Uh, Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny are still going strong. That's comforting. According to Us Weekly, the couple enjoyed a Drake concert in Inglewood on oh. Sunday night, and one fan took video of uh, the two of them making out. Canoodling. In the VIP section. So that Bad Bunny, uh, he actually, uh, he's apparently a pretty good fighter. He's gotten in the ring a few times. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. And he, and, and he has the respect of other people who are uh, in the MMA. Is he going to be fighting, um, who do you call it next? Jake Bill Paul? Gates. <laughs> yeah. Bill Gates. Jake Bill, yeah. Uh, so apparently he's a, he's a singer of Dakiti. So yeah. that's what it says in this uh, okay. article. I wouldn't know that. The, the pair were first linked in February of this it's year. It's a taco thing that you ate, 7-Eleven? Dakiti. Like a taquito, taquito, but uh, yeah, but taquiti, taquiti. So let's see. How about this? Um, Shazam star Zachary Levi uh, appeared at the Fan Expo Chicago on Saturday, uh, and he dragged Hollywood a bit for making quote garbage films. Mm. He said, "I personally feel like the amount of content that comes out of Hollywood uh, that is garbage." He said, "They don't care enough to actually make it great for you guys." Um, he said, they don't. How many times do you watch a trailer and go, oh, God, this looks so cool? And then you go to the movie, and it's like, this is what I get. Uh, they know that once you're, you've already bought the ticket and you're in the seat, they've got your money. And the only way for us to change any of that is to not go to the garbage. Wasn't he just in a garbage movie? Uh, we have. Yeah, Shazam 2 was not that good. Have to actively not choose the garbage. I'm not talking about me. It'll help. And what? he said it'll Other help Other garbage. Yeah. Not my yeah. garbage. Yeah, he was, uh, he has kind of has stumbled a little bit from what I well, understand. Well, he right. also, I think he's got some legitimate axes to grind in the way that they sort of, once you knew that the Shazam environment mm-hmm. ecosystem was coming to an end, once they, you know, they shifted over to James Gunn and you knew all that stuff, like with Black Adam and, hey, Henry Cavill at the end of this, and this is what's for the future movies. Oh, there aren't going to be any future movies. It made the reason to get invested in it. Yeah. That much less. Yeah, agreed. I yield to you. Uh, in more superhero stuff, in a recent interview with Esquire, Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh, of course, who was in Kick-Ass and yes. Avengers, he was uh, Quicksilver. Uh, awesome, uh, and Godzilla. Said that he uh, turned down roles in big, huge franchises that nobody knows about after starring in movies like Godzilla and Adventure Avenger films. Uh, he also said that he he, uh, that he didn't really care for those, huh? Godzilla and Avengers, yeah. Uh, I think that's what he's referring to, or is it the ones he turned down? I don't know. 
He better shut his mouth. Uh, the bullet train and actor. Uh, He's good in bullet train. Told the outlet there was Kick-Ass and then there was Godzilla and Avengers and all those things line up for me. But I didn't really care for them. He said, I was up for movies that nobody knows about. Big, huge franchises that were in play. But I wanted purely to be with my babies. Well, we were up for movies that were huge that no one knows about, too. He said, uh, I didn't want to be taken away from them, and I battle with uh, what that would be like. Uh, he added, in my opinion, the actor that goes job to job becomes effing boring. Steve, you probably know better than I do, but I heard that at one point he was up for Bond. Yes. So he is still ostensibly in uh, consideration for Bond. There, so there's about four or five actors that are the names keep popping up. I Honestly... I'd love to see him as Bond. Yeah, he'd be good. Yeah, he would be good. I wonder and if it, he's referring to that in this story, like if, if Bond is one of those big, huge franchises. It would make sense. Yeah. It would fall in that category. So I know he's auditioning for Shazam 3. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, fans of the Chi. Is that right? Oh, the chai. What is the yeah. Chi? It's Chicago. Chicago, Chi-Town. Chi-Town. Oh, it's yeah. short for Chi-Town? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Chicago! Chicago! <laughs> I have been tuning in to watch the first episodes of the sixth season. Yeah. Ever since they were released on August 4th, Deadline reports that the premiere saw more than 1.8 million viewers in the first week, more than any other season of the show. Did you like the uh, first five seasons, Preston? I loved. <laughs> especially that third season. Man, did they get it right. When I figured out what the chai was, yep. I really enjoyed the series much more. I heard that's one of those great shows that I've never seen an episode of. It's uh, Yeah, it's been on Showtime this whole time. I don't have Showtime, so I've never watched it. So Chai Rack was, was, a, was a movie, right? I think so. Yeah, uh, and I remember them them pitching that. Um, yeah, I've heard good things about it as well, Nick, and I haven't watched a second so, of it. So this would be the shy then, right? Yeah, because you well, call it shy. Chicago, 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 yeah, but Chicago's shy, called yeah. Shy Town, right? Uh, all right, so the Shy's uh, record-breaking performance validates our decision to integrate our streaming services. I'm quoting someone here. Then where does Rice come from? With the new That's Paramount San Francisco treat. Plus with Showtime, uh, executive Chris McCarthy said, exceptionally created by Lena Waithe. Huh? The Shy embodies the best of Showtime with rich characters and compelling layered storytelling. Oh, and keeps viewers coming back for more and more and more. Shut the f*** up! <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Man, I never watched The Wire. That's another one that everybody's like, yeah, this is the greatest show of all time. And, and I never even. They're going to put the two to together it. and they're going to make the Shire yeah. <laughs> out of that. They and are? Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's great. an extended yeah, look terrific. into the world of the hobbits and what all you can expect. Okay, detectives working in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time I looked, I was in the Shire. Now I'm in Baltimore. The Inner Harbor is lovely. <laughs> um, you know, mm. you had a chance to spend some time there. There's yeah. a lot of prostitutes here. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't complain, so. Uh, man needs what a man needs. That's right. All right, and then one one last thing. Uh, Universal Pictures. You is- say your name is Trixie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Universal Pictures has announced plans to re-release Jurassic Park back into theaters in honor of the classic dinosaur movie's 30th anniversary. Is there... So, they'll do this periodically. Yeah. They'll re-release a movie back into the theaters. Sure. Um, Has any... I'll tell you one that did motivate me to go back. It was an anniversary of 2001 years ago on... Mm big screen cinerama screens and I wa- I went every day for a week to see 2001 when they digitally redid um Star Wars, Star Wars yes. uh with a few new that you know, enticed 
vacuum. Explosions and stuff and yeah. creatures and a little bit more CGI. Yeah, I went back to see it. I thought yeah. it'd be fun to go see this movie sure. again in, in the theaters. And uh, it was cool. It was fun. Yeah. It, it didn't blow me away or anything like that. Like right. it did the first time, which was just a, you know... A mind f, but yeah. um, I thought when they re-released the Godfather with a Death Star scene, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a thing, it was a thing in the sky. <laughs> that's a that's there's no moon. That's, that's not a moon. Station. That's a death. Give me look at Rossi. Um, but uh, and Admiral Akbar. So <laughs> Admiral Akbar hanging out with. Uh, what do you think? This is my consigliere. What do you think? It's a trap. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <laughs> By the way, Steve, I watched uh, 2001 on, I believe it was Saturday night. <clears throat> it's on one of the streaming uh, Oh, channels. okay. So I decided, I'm like, I haven't watched this in a long time, probably a decade at least. Uh, the the soundtrack was bugging my children out because really? I was in the room all by myself watching a surround sound. And the, it is a lot of long, drawn sure. out and, and, um, and like freaky music. And it was scaring my kids, just the music. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, there's yeah, a ton yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, then there's the baby elephant walk. By the way, starting August 25th, the 3D version of the Adventure Blockbuster will screen in cinemas across North America. This is Jurassic Park. Oh. Uh, the original movie was adapted of Michael Crichton's novel, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, of course. And do you remember? Was followed by five sequels. You remember the first do you, when you saw that movie for the first yeah. time on the big screen? Yeah, you knew away. movies had taken a quantum jump forward. That was it because you might as well have been someone at an actual Jurassic Park. I remember the audience is like, holy hell! Yeah, we hadn't seen yeah. effects like that ever. It was yeah. like it was like seeing Star Wars. Yes. Like, I've never what? seen this type of thing before. So what? Pretty amazing. What? Yeah, everybody, the whole audience was wooing all over. So, um, alright. I think uh, I think we can do the clips now. In the new Netflix series Painkiller... Explores uh, Purdue Pharma's role in the opioid ep- epidemic. And here, series producer Eric Newman talks about why it's important that audiences know about the origins of the public health crisis. One of a number of great things about Netflix is their audience is enormous. And if we can get to 10% of them, that's almost 30 million people who can see this story and, and say, wow, I had no idea that my doctor was doing me a great disservice when he put me on Oxycontin and told me not to worry about it. It's not addictive. And uh, if you need, if it's not working, just take more. Thank you. Uh, Painkiller is out now on Netflix. I just started they, watching it. They already did this I, with well, the Michael Keaton. Dope sick. Yeah, dope That's sick. exactly what I thought. So I just started watching it and it's the, all the same information. I knew the background. But it's and a all documentary, it. right? No, it's, I no, mean, it's a drama. It's a drama. Yeah, yeah. Oh, huh? for sure. Yeah. I mean, Matthew it's, Broderick. it's not, huh? and it's not, I, I wouldn't say it's exactly the same as Dope Sick, but it is all the same information. There's more, um, I'm only on the second episode. Too so Dope, Too Sick? I can get back to you, but Dope Sick was, went more into the lives of the people affected so far anyway. Painkiller okay. sort of just on the outskirts of it. Was Dope Sick good? It, it was, was really good. good. How many seasons? Uh, just one. Just yeah. one, yeah. yeah. They won like Emmys and Golden Globes and stuff. Keep yeah. one. 
a number of actors. Michael Keaton turns in a phenomenal performance. He's okay. a loving, caring doctor who was misled by yeah. uh, oh. Purdue Pharma reps who were misled by Purdue Pharma execs. Now, okay. this shouldn't yeah. be a reflection on Purdue chicken. No, no, no. It's a completely different thing. thing. Although you know yeah. you think of that every time oh, they I'm say it. Oh, I'm addicted to chicken fingers. They've been shutting down some of their uh, their factories. Oh, yeah, oh, the, man. The Purdue. Uh, well, that's the new series, Chicken Sick. Chicken Sick. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sick chicken. <laughs> Chickens are sick. Hi, I'm Matt Copper. Thanks for joining me tonight for Chicken Sick. <laughs> All right. Let's see the next clip. Here we go. <laughs> If you could use a time machine to murder someone from the past and bring back dead loved ones, would you? No! That's the question in director Jared uh, Moshi's new sci-fi film, Aporia. In this clip, he gives the rules for using the movie's time gun. Here we go. It was really important that the machine not be like so magical you can do anything with it. When I sat down to write the story, I came up with the rules for the machine that were like basically three. Like, the machine can only kill. You know, the changes are permanent. You can't unkill someone. And once you use the machine, you remember the original timeline, not the new one you've created. Shut the f*** up! Uh, Poria is in theaters now. There was a video game, Preston, and I I don't know if you played it. It was years ago. It's right after the Xbox started to really gain steam. And uh, there was a weapon that gave you, like... um, like five second rewind, like a four second okay. rewind, and you could use it. Uh, and and after you got it down, it was a really cool tool to have in the game. Okay, but it's a gun similar, I guess, something to what like they're this. Describing it yeah. shortly, yeah. Stop time for a moment or control time. All right, uh, that's the last story. The entertainment report for you this morning. We are going to take a break. We have a lot of things going on today, uh, including a guest, Dave Raymond, uh, the original Philly fanatic, huh. is going to be joining us. And he's got a book uh, called The Power of Fun. He's a motivational speaker and uh, you know him from One Tree Hill. Created a legend. <laughs> he was on One Tree Hill. Uh, so we'll talk to him <laughs> later on. Maybe he was a part of that cult. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll get to him in the nine o'clock hour. We've got other things that we will uh, chat about when we return. So hang out. Be back in a moment. The MMR Summer Rock Residency at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion continues this week with Disturbed and Breaking Benjamin, August 21st. Listen to Sarah in for Jackie each night this week. She'll have great seats and VIP passes to catch their Take Back Your Life tour in style. Some tickets remain via Ticketmaster. Text DISTURBED to 39333 for a link to all the details. Presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. By the way, new Word of the Week prize this week. We have a pair of premium tickets for uh, night one of WrestleMania 40, which is going to be Saturday, April 6th at Link. Lincoln Financial Field. A big return. Yeah, and first time in like 25 years, so uh, we're going to have uh, some uh, WWE stars uh, on the show this week. We'll get you details uh, a little bit later on, but um, I wanted to talk about something a little bit uh, uh, of a personal nature, uh, if you guys don't mind, but um, this week, uh, this weekend uh, was kind of a special weekend for my family. We are approaching uh, what people like to call a canon event. 
Okay. Our, you bought our, a cannon. In our lives, we bought a cannon. We haven't fired it yet, but I want to give you guys They're a They're so up. cool. No, it means a level of importance in yes. your life. No. Um, you know, it's something something that will resonate with you that will, a, a, a significant change in a your milestone. life. For good or bad. Um, so, for the first time in our family unit, uh, one of them is flying the coop. Oh, And will be moving out. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, uh, this is not having kids, but seeing it throughout, you know, uh, my life, uh, it, it is it is a tectonic shift, right? Well, yes. The, the family dynamic, the five of us, this whole unit is, uh, you know, it, it and, and I was kind of thinking about this last night. This You're eight, watching One Tree Hill. I was, <laughs> and that one tree on that hill, yeah, it's like, it just well, felt like me. What are you doing? You know, no, so... Important parts of your family, adding to your family. Yeah. Uh, these are canon events as well, but in a different way. For the first time ever, we are removing a piece of the puzzle. We are losing we are a, a, a piece of the family. And I don't mean permanently, obviously, no. but but it's uh, it's it's slowly started to dawn on me this week. And I've known about this for a while and I haven't given it too much thought until this weekend took place. So to explain specifically, my son Carter is going away to school. Now, he's not going far away. Right. But it doesn't matter. He's moving out of the house. Right. And that group of five. Into the garage. This thing is, <laughs> this, this thing is just changing shape. And it's, um, uh, to quote my friend Jim, as, um, I don't like it. <laughs> That's what he said, huh? Well, when his son left, he's like, I, yeah, I, I, I don't like it. Are you, you know? surprised? Um, are you surprised about how you, I'm very surprised in me. You're the kind of person who I think can, can process things and you prepare yourself. Yes. Uh, but I, you know, as with everything, I think you, you've been talking about recently how you've been very emotional at TV shows and things like that. I yeah. bet you all of this feeds into it. So, so where are you mentally now? Um, I'm in a, I'm in a like a middle ground. So we had we had a wonderful weekend. Right, yeah. it was fantastic. So we we kind of put the edict out. Hey, this weekend is family time. No zipping off with friends and stuff. Let's all hang together. I'm going to need you to piss me off. We did. <laughs> no, we did some of our favorite things. Oh wow, we did. Uh, it was wonderful. We went out to dinner. We went to uh, we went to the melting pot, <laughs> which is kind of like a, a family event right. thing. We haven't done it in years, and so so we did that, and we we played a big game of Katana. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, Caroline did. She kicked our ass. Uh, but it was close okay. amongst all of us. We did an escape room over the weekend. You know, we went swimming. We did all these things. And it was so special and so wonderful and awesome to spend this time together, yet slightly a little bit bittersweet and heartbreaking. Um, so he's not going far. He's going to Westchester, Kathy. I know. And and you're, like, making me sad. And I'm thinking, like, it's not like he's going across the country. He's, he's really, he can yeah. literally, if he's hungry and doesn't have anything to eat, he can come home. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you I know. know about the... <laughs> The change that happened to Kathy when she ended up yeah, there, just, yeah. it all went south. No, all that this, time um, at Jake's, man. No, yeah. listen, I'm... Dollar gonna, beers. Like, yeah. You watch. He'll spend time at Jake's. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to... I I really, really hope that he loves it. But like, I'm sure he will. It, it's a great town. It's a great school. It's not far. And that, like, it works for yeah. people who want to go away, but, can't, you know, don't want to go far. But the yeah. difference is, is that you're, you're, you're saying your home dynamic, where, hey, That's you pass him in yeah. the hall. Hey, at the table. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to be a constant, like, and and it might be for good. Yeah, you know yep. that's that's the thing. Uh, that's hopefully this, he'll fail at what he's doing, <laughs> and he'll be back in a couple of months. <laughs> no, but this could be. The, yeah, this could be the move out for now. I did when I moved out. 
I moved back for a, a short time right. and then moved back out again. So I'm I'm prepared for that to happen as well. But it might not. Yeah, I moved back in so many times. Over <laughs> <laughs> the years, it probably drove my parents nuts. But uh, Preston, I think I would share, I will share the same sentiment as you when, when Ben eventually moves away or goes to college or whatever. But uh, as you were describing it, I couldn't help but think about the way that Tom Papa was describing what uh, his feelings <laughs> with his family leaving. And he's going to party. He's going to do shrooms. He's, he's going to live this life that he hasn't been able to live for a long time. It's slightly different because it's just one of three for you, but I, I appreciated Tom Papa's perspective on, like, it's actually so having different. some adult time now. Yeah. I, I think that's Tom, one, being a comedian. Sure, sure. And two, trying to uh, spin a, a positive on people who might be going through the same thing, because that's what Tom does. He yes. likes to say, look, you know, it's going to be cool. It's everything. It's going to be all right. I think. You know, I think. So. It, I think. It, I would bet the farm on it actually hitting him more Shadler. than he's indicating because sure. he, this has become. We we take comfort in these patterns in our life, and 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 no matter what, it will be disrupted in a way. Yeah, and, and not you know you, somebody that you really love being in proximity to will not be there. And now I feel a tinge of guilt for when I left my house and my parents, my family, and and took off because I was the first one to branch. Do you want out. to call your dad now and apologize? Actually, I wasn't the first one to branch out. Leave. Um, yeah. uh, maybe I should, but. Uh, it, but it's a little bit of a different dynamic because my mom and dad hated each other. So, you know. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I'm sure. You got good luck. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's a pool yeah. cue. We're having, we're having auditions. Here. <laughs> Snap. Let's re- figure this out Joker style. Mm-hmm. I remember leaving and it was difficult. And I did go home a little bit after, you know, leaving the house. And then by the end of my four years at college, I actually just told this story. Uh, my roommate and I were like, that's it. Like, we're not going to go home for Christmas. Like, we're going to stay at school. We'll just go home like Christmas Day. Like, it wasn't right. like we weren't going to, but like, you know, because uh, school lets out for Christmas. So you have, you know, a couple weeks where you can go home. We were like, no, why would we do that? We're going to stay here. We we rent this apartment. We're going to stay here. We're going to hang out. With, and Are that's, you? dude, and that's what we did. And both of our parents on Christmas Eve called and were like, get your asses home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we were like, "Oh, uh, all right, sure." One of your goals as a parent is to raise a child that is independent of you, and so yes. you're you're trying to do that your entire life as a parent. And then once they become independent of you, you're just like, well, "Don't you need me anymore?" <laughs> I miss you, but like, I, I haven't seen my son in, in about a month. He's been away at camp for a long period of time. I finally get to see him on Friday. Uh, I'm going to pick him up, but um, I've barely even heard from him the whole time. And that's a great thing. It means he's having a good time. That he's away. That he's enjoying his life and and doing what he wants to do, but as a dad, I'm like, man, I miss you, pal. He is attending a Wednesday night church group called the Mosaic. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, he found himself. He found found this group that accepts him. He's selling seeds at the airport, Nick. No, no. Yes, you want that, it, but it's got to be, a, 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 to me, not knowing, I'm just operating on instinct, it has to be conflicting. Well, you because... have pieces and nephews, though, you see it. Like, yeah, you, yeah. And you, as they grow up, you just, like, you want them to be able to fly the coop, and then once they fly the coop, you know, like, no, please, come mm-hmm. on. Come back. You want them to be financially independent, but psychologically tethered to you for life. <laughs> Casey had pointed out a uh, video he saw of Burt Kreischer this weekend, Burt's uh, old, or youngest, youngest yeah. is, uh, having, is entering into their senior year in high school, and this is their <laughs> last first day of school. Oh, wow. Up. And yeah. so that really got to birth. That didn't hit me yeah. uh, when when my two sons were getting ready to graduate from high school and stuff <gasps> like that. That didn't quite hit me yet. But this is this is moving away. Yeah. And it's, wow. I remember my dad crying like crazy when he put me on the bus for my first year of college. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Get out. Adorable. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to get a picture. Let me go to, let me go to Steve. Hi, Steve. Good morning. 
Hello. What's up, Steve? Uh, look, I'm a bitch. So, like, I don't like any of this happening. <laughs> and my wife and I are empty nesters inside of a month. Wow. And yeah, it's it happened fast, and I don't like it. Right. And, uh... Steve, were you were you were you caught off guard? Uh, I mean, you knew it was coming, but when it's now that you're in the zone, it's happening. Are you surprised at your reaction? No, I knew my reaction was going to be bad. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and every and everyone around me knows my reaction is bad. So you know, I'm I'm the one that's a mess. My wife's excited to like you know live our life and do our thing, but I, like you said, I want them financially independent but psychologically tethered to me forever. <laughs> yes, the the couple of things that I'm hanging on to, Steve, are, and listen, I'm I'm a, I'm a far away from emptiness, but uh, the, a couple of things I'm hanging on to is uh, less laundry, yeah, fewer dishes, <laughs> less you know trash to be taken out. It's funny because our, our area is, in September, we're moving from, like, trash cans to those automated robot trucks. Yeah. And uh, they were saying, if you need another trash can, you know, it costs this much. And I'm like, damn it, we're going to have to buy another trash can because we have, like, <laughs> three trash cans every week. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to have a full <laughs> trash can. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> And yeah. that was the first time I thought, like, of maybe a positive. Yeah, the yeah, robots yeah. will like you. Yeah. yeah. We'll not have to yeah, clean out the fridge um, as much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you know, we only had two, but, my, you know, my daughter found an apartment, and my son was going to the dorm, and, and uh, it happened fast, but I'm like... You know, we don't have to get that extra trash can. Well, I I think I understand now. Uh, have you have you done the thing? Will Will there be a vacant room you can screw around with now? Uh, <laughs> you know, one of those deals where you can set up a, a man cave or whatever. Or what's funny is my uh, there is a vacant room that has it's now the cat litter box room. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, it's a dream come no. true. <laughs> it's a dream come true for them. But my, my son lived like Harry Potter for most of his life yeah. in this closet of a room. <laughs> and when my daughter moved out, uh, he quickly, for three weeks, took that bigger room. Mm -hmm. And she, who has her own two-bedroom apartment now. She was pissed about it, right? Was very bothered. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, uh, that's, uh, that's their side of the coin. Oh, they they right. see you, right? Home base. Right? When, when oh, Carter was... comes home and sees that perhaps there's some furniture in the room that didn't exist mm. there before, it's like, what? Oh, yeah, no, there had to have been a period. Like, I, I when I would come home, my room had to be available. Now, once I like moved out for good, fine. But when I came back from college, no, I was like, absolutely not. You two can't move in here yet. Mm. Well, she moved out. She She's gone. I mean, she moved out with it. And in front of her boyfriend said, what if I come back? And I just looked at him and said, well, <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, you better give her good loving. Yeah. Oh, Don't give her a reason to come back. Wow. All right. Well, well good luck with everything, yeah, good Steve. Luck, Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Hey, and don't worry. The laundry, I don't, depending on what type of child Carter is, the laundry will just come in big, giant bags <laughs> once a week. Oh, you think so? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I think, well, did, did, when, well, when you were, uh, when you left, did, did any of those domestic skills kick in or was it worse? Oh, yeah. No, for me, yes. Like, yeah. I was, I always did my own laundry, even when I okay. lived at home. But, like, when my brothers would come home, it would literally be like, I was like, what are they bringing? Dead bodies? No, it was laundry. Do you know, my, uh, my kids aren't into sports at all or anything like that. But yesterday, I'd, uh, uh, and, and I did this consciously, uh, 
Carter and I had a catch. catch? Yeah. Wow. Oh my God, you're like, this is, <laughs> wow. everyone cry today. We had a catch. He's like, God, I don't want to play baseball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate it. Well, we were in the pool and it was like a Nerf ball. Uh, right. But, but yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. actively. <laughs> Seriously. We threw the ball back and forth for a little while. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> Hey, buddy, Ken. Yeah. Dad, I can still carry you. <laughs> oh my God! I found a I found a picture of uh, I think the last time that I picked up my son, and it was. Uh, oh, I, that's I, and terrible. Casey alerted me to this phrase years and years ago, but you'll never remember. Or you're never. What is it, Casey? You'll never remember the last time you pick up your child. Or you, no, it's you, you're, there's going to be there's going to come a time yeah. where. You're going to put your child down for the last time. Oh Thank God, you, yeah. yeah. And it's brutal. <laughs> well, with my son, I, t- I still pick him up. <laughs> right. The dude's always trying to wrestle and stuff like that, so I need to show him what's up. You know right, what right, I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> I'd pick, well, Caroline is now like almost six feet tall. Yeah. Okay? So I uh, about a year up. ago, I'm like, get over here. I'm going to pick you up one more time. <laughs> so I knew this. I knew it was the last time, and I put her up wow. on my hip and everything. I'm like, okay, you got to get out now. <laughs> Daddy's tired. I can't play golf anymore. (laughs) I'll never forget when uh, we dropped my older brother off to college (sighs) for uh, the very first time. And, uh, and like, I got choked up because my dad was crying. And, you know, he's hugging my my brother. And it's like, you know, I'll see you later. And then, uh, you know, a couple of years later, I'm off to college. And not one tear was shed (laughs) for my dad. I was like, oh. Are you going or what? (laughs) I got a movie at 2 p.m. I'm three. But, like, dude, my older brother was way better son than I was. All right, so do you remember going oh, through Oh, your- no, we're going to not have you around the house. Yeah. Do you remember, uh, like, when your parents be gone, you would just go through their stuff? You know, sure. go through the closet. Oh, yeah. their, Wear their, my mother's their- clothing. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember going through uh, my father's drawers, and, and I came across a letter that my older brother wrote to him one time, and I'm reading this. And I, I just, even thinking about it now, I'm like, man, he was a really good son. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm no. the worst. Oh, <laughs> I'm the no. worst. And it was just a letter, like, from a son to his dad saying, hey, I love you so much. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, this is yeah. somebody that's a wonderful thing. It just yeah. <laughs> Only that's why my better son. Yeah, I was a terrible son. When you're gonna leave the house, son? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really need that extra room, son. Yeah. like you to get out. Sucking me dry, and I want you out. When you're coming Exit. We need to write a song yeah. as the absolute opposite yeah. of Cats in the Cats Cradle. Get out of the cradle. Yeah. Get out the of the cradle. Get, get out, out of the cradle. cradle. Kick the cat out. <laughs> get out of the cradle. Uh, I want to go to. I want to go to Jen real quick here. Hi, uh, Jen. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How uh, are you? Good. good. What's up, Jen? Oh my gosh! I'm so glad that I can laugh with you guys this morning because I literally just got home from the airport. <gasps> Taking my oldest, she is off to University of Hawaii. Wow. Rainbows. My goodness. That is a massive separation. You can't wow. really can't go further wow. than that. I, mm-hmm. And I, I cannot stop crying. I literally, oh, I walked into her room when I got home. Oh, excuse me. And she left me a note saying, you're the best mom ever. Oh, oh, so well, that's, know, that's uh, wonderful. Is there still time to stop her from going? No, she <laughs> Unfortunately, she is in the air on her way to Phoenix, which is, and then she'll get her connecting flight out to Oahu. Jen, I don't know if this helps or not, but she is so excited right now. You know I what think, I mean? Yeah, I think I think once she lands, she will be. She was just as upset the last couple of days. I, I literally, two days ago, I thought she was going to change her mind. Oh, wow. Um, 
but she came around. I said we we wouldn't let be letting you do this if we didn't think you could. And that's and great. She said, and she always said, I I, I can't. I can't have this opportunity to let it pass by. Jen, uh, I, I don't know awesome. quite what it'll be like as a parent, but are you able to use as an excuse to go to Hawaii, mm-hmm. like go visit her? Yeah. And, and, no. And- no, you know what, Nick? The ironic part is because I have to pay her tuition, I can no longer afford it. <laughs> yeah, no, it costs like five grand, oh, grand to fly to Hawaii. Exactly, exactly. So we're, we're going to save up and, you know, we'll head out for graduation, I guess, okay. in a few years. Okay. But. No, that we, listen, the, the, the adventure that's going to happen and everything that's kicking in, and I mean, uh, you know, now, but it will, will, because of that distance, will returning for the holidays even be an option? Yeah, and that's that's really all she's going to do. I mean, she in her mind is thinking that she's going to come home a little bit in um, in October for like a long weekend. I said you you can't do a long weekend from Hawaii. No, you yeah, don't. Yeah, no. that's exactly right. Possible. Yeah. Um, so so she will come home for Christmas. She has three weeks off for Christmas, and then she probably won't be back until till May at the end of the year. Flying that distance, I mean, mi- like absolute minimum would be like a five day stay. You know yeah. what I mean? Just yeah. because exactly. it's not worth it that uh, exactly. paying that amount of money and flying that amount of distance, spending that amount yeah. of travel time and, and not and not to mention the the jet lag i mean yeah. yeah behind us right yeah. now so yeah. jen yeah. is this is she the only one uh or no no i got another one on her heels who's also talking about going to Hawaii no as no well. wilmington widener yeah yeah talk <sighs> up widener jen all right, Jen. Thanks for the call. Good luck with everything. Jeez. Thank you. Yeah, Hawaii. Um, let me go to Joe. Hi there, Joe. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning to see you, Joe. What's <laughs> up, bud? Not much. So I actually, so I moved out at sixteen. So I was still in high school. Um, now, granted, my sister was still at home, so that kind of worked out. Mm-hmm. But my mom was devastated when I moved out at that age. Were, were you moving out to just go on your way? Were you, were, you, were you going off to school or you just said, it's time I leave the house? Uh, so I got a chance to play hockey up in Boston. Oh. I got to you know be fortunate and move out there and then kind of travel all over the East Coast and Canada and, and places like that ever since then. So it's been pretty wow. fortunate. Well, hey, that's, that's an adventure. You, yeah, never, yeah. you never moved back home after 16? I moved back home for about a year after college, just trying to find a job. But now okay. I actually live in Buffalo, New York. Wow. wow. Well, I, so how old are you now? And where did you play your hockey in Boston? Uh, so I'm 32 now. Um, and I played in Walpole. Uh, so it's like about two miles next or outside of Foxborough. Dude, that's pretty cool. I yeah, mean, they, they, awesome. you, you were able to, to get at least a functional level of um of a career going and then jump on it you know uh, you're you're just you know 16 and then you're you're off and running that's pretty cool was it was it a little devastating that things don't always work that seamlessly as you get older uh yeah because you kind of learn that you know all the advice that your parents give when you're (laughs) you know a teenager and you go yeah sure whatever right Uh, exactly oh they were right (laughs) yeah are you in buffalo right now joe I am, actually. If you can go down to the uh, public square, there's a huge statue of Bill Weston there. Uh, <laughs> from Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, Wild Buffalo Bill. Bill. Yeah, Wild Bill. Bill. I was just going to say thank you for listening from Buffalo. But yeah, yes. go, go look for that statue. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I can look for the statue. But yeah, no, I still get back. Uh, I come back every Mother's Day. Because, awesome. you know, again, for my mom to let me go at that age, it's kind of nice to get back. And There you go. You're a good son. Listen to this. And your mom's a goalie for the Flyers. Okay. So. <laughs> Backup goal. <laughs> All right, Joe, Not thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening, bud. We appreciate yeah, it.
Take care. We'll see you. That's cool. My yeah, God. that's really cool. So my sister, you know, her two kids are, her, her daughter's about to go to Syracuse. Uh, freshman year, her son's going to be a senior at Alabama. And, like, she is such a good mom. Like, I'm going to show you these pictures. She started this countdown uh, that she does in her kitchen. Uh, she is so sentimental and she's so good at this. Like, yeah. uh, this is uh, way more than I would ever do. But, like, every single day for, I guess, like, the last it? week or so, she just set up these decorations in her in right. her kitchen. And I'm so uh, happy you're going. <laughs> Was there, like, an advent? Like, you're, you're taking uh, down Kinda one like thing that. at a time? So or, she says, okay. I do a countdown. She's, uh, she, uh, pull, oh, she pulls a letter down and leaves one of their favorite things in this little jar. So every single time she pulls a letter down from whatever school they're going to, oh, she'll then leave. Man. Yeah, I know. You, yeah, Do you expect- your, your wife's probably doing something like that. <laughs> no. But- <laughs> I think the, I, the notion of coming back and finding a note on the bed. Mm-hmm. I think it was Jen who, or whoever said that the you know the uh, that's a thing that's that's a home run if your kid thinks enough for you to write that note. Yeah. Right. No, my, we're not doing a thing like that, Casey. We're just doing a little thing called paying for it. Yeah, 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 you yeah, do yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah that that's works. True. I wonder yeah. if they'll appreciate. As that. far as those little tchotchkes, you can yeah. stick them up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure they don't want uh, M and M's instead? Maybe. You know? We should have. We should have yeah. asked. We should have asked. Uh, my wife is. She's so funny. She wants to buy land and then build a family compound. Because this is what, like, this is her biggest fear. It's like all of her children flying away. And, and you, then, <laughs> you need is the kind of charismatic leader who can convince people to brand themselves. <laughs> right. right. My dad kind of did that, Casey. And that, that was part of the point of him in Colorado buying, buying land out in Colorado was to have a place for the family to be able to gather. Well, he'd been with the Manson family, so he knew. <laughs> well, that, I mean, uh, this is probably another story for another time. But uh, all of us thought he was crazy. Really? When he when he bought that land, and my mom was really angry at him for doing it. And <laughs> so he was buying without telling her. Oh, Kathy, there's a whole, oh, there's no. a whole story there. <laughs> I just I have 200 acres. I'll yeah. share it sometime yeah. with you guys. But um, yeah. but it's become he was right and we were wrong. Sweetie, how do you feel so, about the Everglades? Nick, questions. So, so this is if you want, you guys could go and build and live, uh, yeah, and on his land in part, and and the intent was I'm going to buy this and then build there as uh, something for the family to have, hopefully for generations to come. Okay, and and my brothers and my mom and I all thought, what the hell are you thinking, <laughs> Dad? And uh, and uh, yeah, like I just said, we were all wrong, and he was 100 percent right, and we're grateful to him for it. Well, That's because cool. it was pretty remote too, wasn't it's, everyone kind of like, what? How are we getting there? It is in the middle of freaking nowhere. But it, <laughs> I mean, my my youngest brother uh, lives in Colorado now. My other brother lives in Virginia, and they were both able to go visit last week. So again, you know what he did ended up being the right thing. So Casey, uh, maybe Diane's got on something. Yeah, yeah, I think I have it closer to Delco than Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me go to uh, Brian next. Who's been on hold for a while? Brian, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Ed. Good morning to see you, Brian. What's up, buddy? <laughs> So, yeah, I just, we, my wife and I, uh, last weekend, just dropped our uh, youngest son off for his senior year of college. Wow. Um, so, it, it becomes, it will become a new normal for you. Right. Um, but, yes, it is uh, our older son, who's getting ready to turn 28 this year, when we dropped him off at Penn State for his freshman year. Um, we we sobbed like little babies. It, it's very difficult. But uh, I think, like Nick was saying earlier, you know, your job as a parent is to essentially teach your children not to need you anymore. Yes. And uh, the hardest part of that is accepting your success. Oh, that's um, a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's. Yeah. I mean, if you were to take like what what a bird would do, 
Yeah. I, I, you would take your son up to the roof of a building and, and throw, throw him up. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> But it's funny. We, we, we kind of joked around with, with my youngest son when we dropped him off. Like, yeah, we're just going to slow the car down enough for you to roll out. And, and you know, and yeah. we'll, hey, we'll back up really quickly and all your stuff will be on the curb and we'll see you later. But Brian, what's, 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 what's the most, what, what would you say is the immediate thing Preston could do to sort of help mitigate the, um, the emotion after his, his his son goes away, I mean, you know, hobby. Preston's son's going to be a lot closer than both our boys. Uh, uh, my youngest is at Mansfield University, uh, up close to the New York border, um, so he's three and a half hours away. But one of the things we established on a weekly basis was a phone call, just a check-in phone call every right. week. Um, that yeah. way, you know, we weren't hounding him. Yeah, and, or, you know, and, either one of them, they they had work to do, they have school work to do, and, and friends, and we're not going to bother you. And also you know, now you can you can you know FaceTime and Zoom brings a a, a, a good dynamic to it, it brings the world a lot closer my yeah. older son after college uh was in the army stationed in hawaii which was which was another you know emotional thing yeah but having the technology certainly did you know make us feel closer what if you call your son and you hear mm, hey, i'm jenny and i just turned 18 and i've never been hornier ever wow <laughs> Enterprising young man. <laughs> What's going on over there, son? <laughs> all right, Brian. Well, thank you for sharing, bud. We appreciate it, all right? Take care. Yeah, I good luck. That's, um, he sounds like he's... He, uh, he said a very good thing. Accept your success. I love that. Yep. That is a great phrase. I want to write that down. I want to double back, though, something you said, Steve, about the pushing the bird, uh, you know, the bird out of the nest and throwing the kid off the roof. I saw a clip the other day of an old John Wayne movie. I don't know what movie this is from, but he's standing there. He's talking to this kid's kid's probably like seven, eight years old. And uh, the kid's like, I can't swim. He goes, what do you mean you can't swim? And he's like, I don't know how to swim. I never learned. He grabs the kid, <laughs> throws him into a pond, right, yeah, yeah. chucks his ass right, right, right in yeah. there, and the kid is drowning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, you found it. All right. Is it the Cowboys? No, it wasn't the Cowboys, because uh, I, I know that movie backwards and forwards. And, a Hondo. And he, <laughs> the kid is trying to say, grab it the water now. Come on now. You got to grab it the water. I'm like, dear God. It's. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. We're watching the video right now. I mean, he <laughs> tosses him like a rag doll into the water. Here you go. Now you're going to die. Well, you're going to swim now. Uh-huh. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Turns out you can't swim. <laughs> Paul, Paula Poundstone does a great bit where my you know my mom uh, you know, taught me to uh, uh, swim by throwing me out of a canoe and, and he goes but she goes the one part I couldn't figure out is why she was shooting at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyhow, sorry to, uh, yeah. to sidetrack there, but it just made me think of that. Um, we'll go to a couple more calls and then uh, then we'll move along. But let me go to uh, Joe. Uh, Joe, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy, what's up? So this summer we've been looking at colleges and visiting colleges for my daughter. She's going into her senior year, but we're starting early. And we've gone to a couple that are like farther away. And I've been picking out the like the worst things about these colleges to try to put it in their head and not want to go Dude, there. Dude, all right. Really? So, I, 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 I think I understand. Yeah, it, it's nefarious, but I, I, we understand why you're doing it. 
Yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm the one that's. I don't want her to leave. I don't want any of my kids to leave. I just yeah. want to build up on the house and let them all stay there for the rest of their lives. But. Joe, I did the same thing years and years ago. Probably before any, any of them were even in high school. I said, if you go to school around here and you live at home, I will buy you a car. You know, like whatever car you want. You want a Lamborghini? Yeah. I, yeah, but I don't know. You can lie at that point. Well, yeah. I don't know. Like room and board wise, like if um, you know, if you were to take the four years that you would save on room and board and you buy a car with that i don't know that's that, that was mm. my my line of thinking mm. thinking i said yeah. okay we bought her a car and told her to travel and she still wants to go so uh, uh, it, it, it's gonna happen regardless yeah. Wait, yeah so you you think you'll be able to process it properly have you gotten to the point where you're okay with it now no, no, not <laughs> yeah. I, right. I told you, my friend Jim said, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't like it. All right, thank you, Joe. I appreciate it, man. Um, and I remember, Casey, remember when you were moving out. I don't out, like it. <laughs> when you were moving out, not school, but your, your mom had yeah. said to you, you don't have to move. Yeah, you, you don't can have stay to. here you forever. Stay <laughs> as long as you want. And I'm kind of getting in that camp, too. Like, you guys can stay here. Talk, Talk to your dad. Yeah. I, mean, I think you should move. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can stay here. Just... Can you just clean up after yourself yes, a little bit more? Please. That's all. For God's sake. Tired of having you around every day. <laughs> and I wish you'd leave. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been an interesting sensation. Uh, but I have to tell you, this weekend uh, is one of the most enjoyable weekends that we as a family, I think, have had in a long time. And it's not that we've had bad times. This has just been an exceptionally good time. Because you made a concerted effort. We did. And we just, we do enjoy each other's company. We love each other very, very much. And we you tell do. each other that every day. Um, and it's wonderful. But uh, just this little piece, it's finally starting to dawn because we're moving them out this week. Yep. You know, we're on Thursday, we're, we're, we're doing the official it's moving move to out. the McElwain compound. <laughs> How's, Colorado. Um, how's Caroline processing, uh, processing um, this? Uh, it's <clears throat> no indicators that it's uh, intense, but uh, Carter's. Do you know it's going to be their buds? They're really I tight know. friends. She's going to. I mean, she'll be. Dry, she'll go visit him at college. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, most definitely. But but uh, Carter's going to have two roommates, and so it's you know you go. it's going to be a little intrusive to have visitors. I think in that environment. But anyhow, it was uh, as I said. A canon event mm. in our household uh, coming up this week. Wow. But thank you for sharing. We do appreciate that. And good luck to everybody who's going through a similar situation. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Uh, I've, got, I've got bizarre file stories. Some really weird stuff happened over the past few days. I will share all that with you when we get back. Stay with us. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one carat lab grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. When you have an AC breakdown, you need it repaired today. Horizon Cooling, Heating, and Plumbing repairs your system the same day or you don't pay. Book online at horizoneasybook.com. All right, we'll start with this home run out of Florida. <laughs> A woman suspected of killing her 79-year-old roommate allegedly doused herself in soda in an attempt to erase possible evidence on her body. A soda will do it. She poured Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> Excuse me, Diet Mountain Dew all over her body. When police told her they were going to collect her DNA as part of the investigation, what? That was awesome. Mountain Dew. Oh, you're laughing at that? Yeah, Uh, yeah, I had phlegm in my throat. I know. I'm sorry. So, Nicholas Nicole Max was booked into the county jail on charges of first degree murder, tampering with evidence, and resisting arrest with violence. A Daytona Beach police officer was flagged down by a citizen regarding a fire at a home. When firefighters arrived at the scene, they extinguished the fire and found a man lying on the floor dead. He had blunt force trauma to the back of his head and multiple stab wounds to his torso. He's identified as 79-year-old Michael Sarasoli. Looks like someone did the do. Uh, inside the home, police found a bloody knife in the victim's bedroom near his body. There was also blood found on the wall next to Max's bedroom closet. Around 3.30 a.m., an officer found Max. She had no shoes on, had uh, blood on the side of her leg. A portion of her shirt she was wearing had been torn or cut off, and that portion had blood on it, too. I can explain. When officers approached her, she dropped a knife and a hammer she was carrying. I'm building something. Authorities said she changed her story multiple times when questioned. Uh, she denied knowing the victim and said that she was homeless. She said she denied. Would you like some Mountain Dew? <laughs> she also denied carrying the knife and hammer. She later admitted to being his roommate, but denied seeing him on the day when he was killed. And in regard to the hammer and knife, she claimed she often carried items like that around. I just carry things like that. By the way, she has a wonderful neck tattoo, Preston. You saw the mugshot. Uh, yes. Yeah. When asked about the fire, she became agitated, refused to speak, and requested an attorney. And while escorting Mass Max to the patrol car, detectives informed her they would be collecting DNA. It was in the she asked police for a drink. They gave her a Diet Mountain Dew soda. Officers said she began to procrastinate while drinking the soda. When a detective tried to grab the soda can from her, police said Max doused herself with it, pouring it all over her body and her hair, trying to interfere with possible evidence on her body. Then she lit a match. She then began... I'll do it! Pulling and kicking officers as they tried to secure her in the vehicle. Uh, the detective received the DNA results back from the Florida Department of Law Enforcement for the knife found the, next to the victim. They found the DNA of the victim on the knife's blade, while Max's DNA was located on the handle of the knife. All your proof just went up in Mountain Dew. She entered a written plea of not guilty on all charges last week, and uh, Max's uh, attorney has asked that a doctor examine her to determine her mental competence to stand trial. <laughs> Sounds like she 
sharp as a tack. This is a pretty wild tale of survival. A teenager has survived after slipping and falling nearing nearly 100 feet at the Grand Canyon. This is amazing. It took rescue crews two hours to pull Wyatt Kaufman to safety on Tuesday after falling off a ledge at the popular tourist site's North Rim. He was uh, flown to the hospital with serious injuries but has since been discharged. Wyatt told a local television station that he had fallen while moving out of the way so people could take pictures. He said he'd been squatting down and holding onto a rock with one hand when he lost his grip and started to fall back. After that, he said after the fall, I don't remember anything. I just remember somewhat waking up and being in the back of an ambulance and a helicopter and getting on a plane and getting here. Among his injuries were nine broken vertebrae, a ruptured spleen, broken hand, and a collapsed lung. Give me 100 cc's of Mountain Dew stat. Uh, Wyatt was uh, pulled to safety by a team from the Grand Canyon National Park who repelled down a cliff after deciding that the helicopter rescue would not be possible due to the terrain. God. Wyatt had been to the Grand Canyon on a uh, trip with other members of his family. He said that uh, they intended to take a road trip back home to replace the memories of the fall. I saw a number of people when I was in the Grand Canyon this summer, like, just go beyond the, like, to get to certain spots to take a For picture. Selfies. Oh, it's and so dangerous. Not even selfies. Like, I watched one guy climb over the sign that said, do not pass here, to get into this, like, little cove of rocks. And, like, I'm just watching. I'm like, why? Like, yeah. just yep. stop it. Beth, yep. I, you know, because you went to Sedona as well. I went to the Devil's Bridge. Yeah. And you have to wait to take pictures there. And I, I watched this one woman try and do this freaking yoga pose. And I'm like, you, you you can't even you can't even get into this pose. Like it's not that important to You're not good at yoga. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not even that great. Stop doing Why that. are you risking your life? Yep. All right, uh, a listen to this. A Florida dog groomer who posed as a veterinarian has been arrested after performing a cesarean section on a chihuahua who later died of multiple complications from the surgery. Is it that much of a jump from being a groomer to an actual vet? I mean, you know, it's the same So you had a scalpel to your scissor collection. As Valdo Sanchez was arrested Friday and charged with animal abuse and practicing veterinary medicine without a license. Uh, Sugar, a six-year-old chihuahua, was having difficulty delivering her puppies when her owner contacted Sanchez, who had previously introduced himself as a veterinarian to the couple. I'm also an astronaut. Uh, Sanchez visited the home to uh, evaluate sugar and performed a C-section in his mobile office. Yeah. Uh, Some people might call it a bicycle. (laughs) Yeah. During the surgery, he removed a stillborn puppy and charged Uh the owner $600 for the procedure. Well, after the the surgery, sugar got an infection and became ill. Uh, They ended up taking her to a real vet, and they said that the incision was closed with string or thread. Oh, God. And not with standard suture material, which detectives said could have led to the infection. Uh, they uh, took her back to the clinic, and she unfortunately That's passed horrible. away. horrible. Uh, Sanchez was not a licensed veterinarian, but he was a licensed pet groomer, so uh, he had a license, you know. I do have a license, Your Honor. All right, and then finally, uh, you guys saw the video out of uh, Nordstrom, I'm sure, right? Yeah, In yeah. Canoga Park. Uh, it was a destructive robbery on Saturday. Saturday, chaos ensued as a large group of masked thieves clad in dark clothing scrambled around the store, grabbing armfuls of designer clothing, purses, accessories, and more. L.A. police received reports of the mass robbery around 4 p.m. Police said anywhere between 25 and 50 suspects are believed to be involved, Yeah. although the exact number has not yet been confirmed. I didn't realize it was that many. Yes. yes. The thieves, Nick, it was huge. 
were seen violently grabbing whatever merchandise they could carry, with many seen ripping these security devices attached to the designer purses and luggage items. Store shelves and display racks were destroyed, knocked over, and littered across the floor, along with a ton of fallen merchandise. At one point, a security guard who tried to intervene was attacked with bear spray. Uh, the suspects all fled in multiple getaway cars before officers could arrive. Guests were evacuated from the department store as officers cordoned off uh, the scene during a busy Saturday. I mean, it was organized crime. Yeah. It was so, it was a big organized hit. They did a, a crew of about this size at this same location did a Nike store the day after. Right? Yeah. As completely coordinated, apparently, when they left the Nordstrom Press and there were vehicles waiting for them. And what's funny about this is, or funny, weird, is the fact that they only got away with around sixty to $100,000 worth of merchandise yeah. with that many people. Uh-huh. You know, you'll hear of like a smash jewel- jewelry store yes. smash and grabs, which get right. way more than this. Uh, the video showed uh, store employees sweeping up broken glass from the floor and clearing the mess and debris strewn everywhere. Details on how the smash and grab <sighs> robbery was coordinated remain under investigation. Nordstrom is reconsidering their shoplift one, get one free. Oh, is that really? Yeah, yeah you might want to because that can be crazy. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you for now. All right, let us take a break and come back in a moment. A reminder, we have Tattoos Day today. It's your chance to win a Preston and Steve show. Themed tattoo. Text the word tattoo to 39333. We'll see if you win from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing by the time we wrap. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR prepares for Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band's double header at Citizens Bank Park. Tomorrow at 3 p.m. for live opening night concert coverage with our own Jersey guy, Jackie Bam Bam. Including, for your tailgating pleasure, Jackie's Springsteen Concert Warm-Up. Featuring all your favorites starting at 6 p.m. Some tickets still remain at phillies.com slash Springsteen. Bruce at the ballpark from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest has a new book. It is called The Power of Fun. And I would imagine he knows what fun is about because uh, for 16 years, he was the original Philly fanatic. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Raymond. This morning. Hi, Dave. Hey, Preston. How you doing? This is uh, awesome. I I, I have, I'm going to apologize. I haven't been in the studio in so long, probably back in the early days the fanatic so i'm i'm excited to be with you this morning excellent we're happy to have you and so yeah you were uh so 16 years 1978 is when the fanatic was born and you were the first guy to uh i was the one that's dumb enough to say yes to the guy <laughs> <laughs> listen i would imagine that the uh, the technology in uh in mascot uh attire has come a long way since uh, when you started because i'm sure that that was it's made of stone oh right? my <laughs> god well, i mean it's essentially a shag carpet that you're running around in 100 degree weather in must have been insane well you know and i i was a football player back when the ncaa allowed you to do double sessions right and when they asked me to do this you know I, uh, the people in new york when i got fitted for the customer it's gonna be hot i'm like yeah <laughs> i was in there for like 10 minutes and i had worked my way down in the field i said oh my god i gotta go all the way back <laughs> 
and I jumped over the railing because I knew I could get out behind home plate just just because I needed a break. I thought I was going to pass out. Everybody went crazy. The, the fanatic waved at an umpire. The umpire waved back and said, oh, my gosh, that's what I have to do. I, I got to get on the field. I got to bring the fans onto the field with me. And that that was uh, so some of the some of the crucible that that was was great physically. Yeah. But it also provided me very early on the opportunity to stumble on phys- literally and figuratively stumble on something that was good. Well, mascots, you know, essentially change. Changed, uh, you know, I, I and we'll remember back to obviously, obviously the early days of Fanatic or the San Diego Chicken or whatever. But I mean, it, traditionally they were more okay. It's a colorful looking thing Just off kind of the wave. side there, and and, yep. and the element of it becoming an entertainment draw uh, or, or an emissary that could be sent out, uh, you know, for the team that was ushered in around the period you were bringing the Fanatic to life. That's really where it it, it came from. Um, and it, did it seem to catch on like wildfire or because? It, it seems like a no-brainer now to have something that that, that is that, but but ha, was it an uphill slog to get that to get that the respect the mascot the respect that it should have because you can't even think of the fills without the fanatic. Yeah, now. I Steve, it's a great great question because uh, Bill Giles' ideas and, yeah. and the, the fanatic never would have been born or thought of it weren't for Bill's brilliant mind. Um, and a lot of his uh, best ideas were failures. Kite man. Kite <laughs> man. And, and if it had become a success, it wouldn't have been as good as if right. it failed. So a lot of people in the Phillies, when they saw the drawing, um, and I said I was the one dumb enough to say yes, they got the intern who couldn't say no. We got folks here that yeah. have grown up in the intern world. And, I, and my dad said, do whatever they tell you. You know, prove your value. So I said, I said yes to it. But it was the first time that was sponsored by a team. Uh-huh. The chicken was was part of a radio station. Right. Gig that, that right. At the end, he goes to a, a baseball game, and that's right. Know, he's he's slugging down beers and stuff. So when the costume was delayed, so I tried it on the morning of the evening. I'm going to wear it. No direction. No one had told me. I said, well, what do I, I, Halloween? That's the <laughs> only. So I go to Mr. Jaws. I go, what do you want me to do? And he saw all this fear in my face. And he said, y- y- you have to go out and have fun. Just enjoy yourself. I'm a college student. I go, brilliant. I know how to have fun. I go, running out of his office. He goes, G-rated fun day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what we did. And, and it did catch on much more quickly. I mean, the following day, I was on the Captain Noah show. Oh, ah. Captain Noah. I got a great picture of that. And McCarver had said in the paper, well, we we beat the Cubs uh, April 25th, 1978. He goes, in the paper, I'm reading it. So I'm just a a 21-year-old kid. He goes, "Um, well, we're 1-0 with the Fanatic. I was like, oh, my God. They said fanatic in the paper. <laughs> I was just like so excited, and um, no, no, you know, no viral videos, no right. social no. media. But the Phillies were very smart. They did not say something's coming. They didn't say we're creating a mascot for you. Um, they it did leak out that something special was going to happen. I found out many people thought that Frank Sinatra was coming to sing the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> they were disappointed, <laughs> but the rest of them were surprised. What if Sinatra showed up and they said, "Here, put this on." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Dave, did uh, Captain Noah say that he was your godfather from there on out? Well, he uh, Carter was an amazing man, and that was the first appearance of many times with him in and around Philadelphia. And he he really connected the fanatic early on to kids. I, I thought it was it's what you know Bill envisioned, but pa- Carter opened up the doorway to that, and um, and so all the visits to elementary schools and, and schools in general really were were 
were created by Carter's work. I want to uh, highlight the work of two men in the Phillies organization that the casual fan might not know about. And, and the first is Bill Giles, whom, whom you mentioned, and then the second is David Montgomery. Um, can you uh, speak a little bit about what those uh, two guys did for, for you, for the Phillies, for this city? Well, they, they were they were children of the Carpenter family, I, I like to say. And it was a family because of, of David and Bill's. Um, Bill used to say, listen, when you start work for me, you got three things to do. Number one is show up on time, prepared to do the job we've hired you to do. Two, over the next few weeks, I want you to figure out how you can enjoy this job and come tell me what I might be able to do to support that. And the third was, when you hire somebody, hire them with the same three edicts. And so David Montgomery grew up with that. The rest of us grew up with that. When I retired in 1994, when I officially left the Phillies, there was no human resource department. <laughs> About a few months into the human resource department, uh, Michael DiMuzio, who was a long-term stadium op guy, Delaware guy, he got suspended for two weeks because some inappropriate joke <laughs> flew through <laughs> from his computer to some other people's. And I went, wow. <laughs> I don't think I would have had a job very long if that happened. So we had the opportunity to be a close uh, and, and loving, connected family. Uh, I think some of the tissue is still there, but it's just in a time where it's harder to do that. So David Montgomery and Bill um, were two enlightened leaders. They they did things like when they gave me the trust and said, go out, do whatever you want as long as it's G-rated. I, I got that freedom. Well, on that level, uh, you know, G-rated can be many things to different people. And I always thought the fanatic had a bit of an, an edge, you know, that that was a little a little bit more. um a hipper, I don't know. Maybe it's just a procession because he's ours. But, but um, do, do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? There, there, there's uh, on the G side. There was an edge to it. Yeah. Well, so G side's a box. You can always get right to the edge of the box. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Cut a little peephole. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, you know. So for me, um, the reason why I didn't feel once he gave me that direction, I was fine because I'm a Phillies fan. Yeah. I know all the insecurities, the den of iniquity, two hours north <laughs> of us. Twenty eight world championship you know uh, um and and our reaction as um that gets panned by media outside of here what it is is knowledgeable fans uh you see what they did just recently with um you know with turner that they decided this was the time that they were going to change it up and that's knowledgeable fans and so i was that i had the heartbeat of phillies fan beating me i'm i knew exactly who to go to how to make fun of them or how to bring them in yeah. on the joke and and yeah it got it like i would look at the woman who was wearing something completely inappropriate for the phillies game generally in the in the family section where some of the some of the guys girlfriends were and then i would be sneaking up on her and all the guys were going oh look the fanatics going to go and i and i get right to her and i would take somebody's jacket and throw it over the top and so you got right to the edge and the and then the mothers were happy right <laughs> so uh dave did you originate the uh the little hip shake the little uh hula move because uh, yes. that's the, a patented move yeah the the belly bump was, was one of the wonderful things about the um the costume having attributes that were um, were great go-to expressions because mm -hmm. everything was nonverbal. What was interesting is I started to travel with a fanatic. I realized in the Midwest, when you were in front of a Midwestern crowd, that was obscene. <laughs> so, you, <laughs> so you had to be careful. So uh, on the East Coast, where generally I was, that was accepted as just being a, ah, get out yeah. of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, so it, 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 that and the whammy and all these things that I love seeing is part of the fanatic's personality today. Wow. Well, whatever was in that suit... Uh, 
a portion of it was the fountain of youth because you're 67 years yeah. old, dude. You look better than I do oh. and better shape than I am. It had to have been kept you physically in great shape moving around the way you were. Well, right back at you guys because, uh, you know, I see your publicity shot. You guys are in great shape. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, they're a generation uh, you yeah. know, younger than me, but I, but I can relate to them. It was the best thing in the world that I wasn't expecting was the constant. I'm, I'm talking about five or six showers a day. Sure. It's oh, a five-shower day. That means oh, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. going from here, then i got to yeah. take a shower and going there. And it just it sucked the weight right off of you. <laughs> you you'd lose eight, nine pounds of water weight every day. No wow. doubt. Then you would, you'd fight to, to drink fluid. Mm-hmm. Then you realized, hey, i got to eat a lot of calories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would go from like 175 to 162 at the end of the season. And then on the off season, even though I was still working, I was trying to get back up to 175. Right. Um, so today I'm, I'm 174. Wow. And, and I, yes. I got <laughs> uh, if you are just jumping in, it's Dave uh, Raymond, and he's got a new book called The Power Fund, Davis, the original uh, Philly fanatic. Let's talk a little bit about the book. Uh, amongst all this uh, that was going on in your life in the beginning and uh, and being the Philly fanatic, you, you've had some hardships. A lot of people do. It's just part of life. Uh, you have to find a way to overcome that and still be this happy-go-lucky, bring-the-sunshine-to-everyone type of person. Was that a challenge for you? Well, it was at first. I mean, immediately you get hit with, you know, tears of the of of the clown. Um, Life life can be brutal. One of the ways that you get through life is to actually not to waste your suffering. And the concept is if if you're going through challenges and think of all the things you have to do to overcome them, uh, you know, you're getting help. You're with friends. You're trying to do your best to keep your mood up. What we don't do is when life is throwing us the good times, we don't celebrate that or balance that as much as we do when brutality of life is with you. Mm. And that's all my my book is about is about valuing something that we take for granted. We we, we go off. um, If I were to say, what do you do for fun? In your minds right now, the listeners and people are thinking of something. So I, I get together with my buddies. Um, you know, we go hiking. I read a book. I meditate. Whatever it is, it's your go-to for fun. And then the question I want everybody to ask is, how can fun save your life? Many times it's the same thing. The people that are enlightened say the same thing that they're doing for fun normally. I just have to keep doing that, even during the tough times. So the, the book was, you know, everybody everybody has a book. I, I wrote a book because everybody said, you should write a book. <clears throat> excuse me. So I go and write it. I get a friend of mine that's a great, great writer. Excuse me. <clears throat> And we write this book. I, I wrote 400 pages. When my friend got involved, it was 200 pages. <laughs> so you learn about, you know, what writing's about. Sure. And it is a, it's a wonderful kind of a take-home version of my, my keynote speech. Uh, Jeffrey Bezos doesn't get out of my money. <laughs> yeah. It's all on my website. And it was really done out of wanting to write it, being proud of it, and then finding that, that people really enjoy it. So well, it's been a great success for us. There are core things. We talk about it occasionally on the show. We, we had a conversation last week about, about in, in, what you do to enhance your life. And to many, it seems like this ephemeral notion that, you know, you know okay, it's, that's, you know, that's trippy stuff like mantras or, or, or creative visuals or any of that stuff. But I know that I have employed a few of them in my life to good result. Like I just recently had the chance to uh, spend a lot of time, uh, you know, with a, with a family member saying from a, a, a crisis, sometimes 
can be seen as an opportunity. You can turn that into an opportunity. I had to be beaten over the head with it throughout my life to realize it. But eventually you do get to that point where you look for those things. So a book like this can serve that if you glean one thing that makes you approach life in a slightly better way, it's worth it. And But we don't, we want to deprive ourselves of that. We, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't want to think that way. Do you find yourself coming up against people who are reticent to embrace the notion of this? Yeah, nobody told me he was this brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's really, uh, it, it's wonderful what you said. It, so what I like to talk about is um, it has to start with you first. So put your oxygen mask on first before you help others. That's yes. the concept. So, well, what do I what do I, I just do? said that to what, someone. I mean, it's, and because you, if you don't do it for yourself, you're not going to understand how it works and you won't believe in it. And then, uh, so one of our best uh, intentional activities, people want to know, what, what do I do? They're always simple. Stop asking people when you greet them, hey. How are you doing? You just gave their brain the permission to dump on you. Yeah. So instead, say, tell me something good. Uh, especially you go to the first curmudgeon that you know in your life and go, tell me something good. And then they non-verbally, they go, <laughs> and then they'll, yeah, I'm alive. You know, I'm yeah, alive. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. something good. So uh, we do that all the time. Um, I did it down in the lobby this morning. Yeah. The guy was cleaning the windows. He said, tell me something good. He goes, it's cooler in there than it is out here. <laughs> I mean, it, it always right. it kicks off a conversation that you you require a person's brain to focus on the positive, which we are wired. Positive psychology teaches us we're wired to keep the negative things in front because it's about threats. Yes, uh, yeah. if you say, "Tell me yes. something good." They got to turn it off. It also takes them longer to come up with something good than it does. I love that with something that they hate. So, tell me something good is is something. Yeah, it's a, I, it's I, a wonderful intentional activity to try this. It's also a great song. Tell, tell me something yeah. good. Bring <laughs> Who sings it? Oh, man, who does that? that uh, I think Pavarotti. <laughs> no. Right, Chaka well, Khan. I will, is it Chaka Khan? Yeah. I thought it was Chaka Khan. All right. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I've been thinking, Dave, a lot about uh, happiness and joy uh, over the last few weeks, really. And one thing that often brings me happiness and joy is our Phillies games uh, and, and the Fanatic. And, and you and I were chatting a little bit about this in the green room. Watching people's faces around the Fanatic, <laughs> seeing their happiness brings me happiness. And, and watching Phillies games, listening to Tom McCarthy and John Cruck, that, that brings me joy, which brings me to my question. Um, Gritty does the same thing. Uh, Gritty's obviously a lot newer than the Fanatic. Can you talk uh, and tell our listeners a little bit about how you got involved in the Gritty world and, and sort of the bridge uh, you know, on, on from Fanatic to what Gritty has become? Yeah, th- thanks, Nick. I Well, it was in 2000 I started Raymond Entertainment, and our concept was to help people create their own Fanatic. And and we over time, we we said yes to every piece of business, and then over time we developed a process. Um, and we've been very successful getting an organization to understand that the very first thing they have to do is they have to care. So this, I when I have this mascot intervention, our first meeting that we have with folks, I require that we have the president or the CEO or the CFO in the room. And if they don't show up... I, I'm saying, look, guys, this isn't going to work unless everybody understands how important this is. Everybody should be in this room because we're creating a, a living entity, a living, breathing brand extension. Yeah. Because if we do this right, you're going to send out an initiative, a marketing initiative that's going to connect to somebody on an emotional level seamlessly. And then those people are going to want to take a picture of it. They're going to hug your brand <laughs> and they go, look what I just did. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not if, if you're a marketing person, you don't want that. You, you're not thinking the right way. 
so it started the the actual the actually the fires called me um and uh, they said look we want to do this uh, we're, we we were at the super bowl and we saw all the other mascots from the city we were missing another opportunity to show our brand in front of all these passionate fans we're not doing it anymore we don't know when this is going to happen but when we when we do this, can you work with us? I said, absolutely. You're, you're exactly who I want to work with. The one organization that people just don't think a mascot would fit. And that's where we started. And then we went in and they, I said, tell, you have to tell your story. Not specifically for the character yet. Just tell your story, your, your ownership, your history, the city, your fans, the sport. And then they come up with a concept of the story. I help them with adding the details of, uh, you know, intrigue and drama and uh, beneficiaries and villains and all <laughs> that and what they came up with which because i told them this is going to be six months of negativity at a minimum and uh, so they come up with the idea that it was a troll gritty was a troll living underneath all iterations of the stadium <laughs> he was tired of all the bull crap just play hockey uh-huh. and he would jump up in the middle of the night and deface all of the new things they were doing <laughs> and they caught him right. and then they said oh my gosh look at him he looks like our players he's unkempt he had kept he, he hasn't showered or shaved and he's black and orange and um so uh, and I got a little nervous cuz I remember telling Sean Tilger their boss I said you know he he looks like a Stephen King project, like he wants to eat children. <laughs> and then he yelled, he yelled at me. He goes, "You told us this is what we were supposed to do, and this is our authentic story, and this is our guy." I said, "Great," and and that that's why it was a collaboration. It didn't, yeah. didn't matter what I liked or what I was afraid of. It's what they did because it, when they rolled it out, he said, "Here's why this is going to work." When people go, "What the heck were you thinking?" You have an answer. You know, have you seen our players? Do you know how tough this sport is? It's cold. It's hard puck hundreds of miles an hour bones breaking teeth being knocked out this is our environment this guy looks like he can handle this environment <laughs> so or has been there for a while uh-huh. and um and then it it turned on a dime in 48 hours it, it, yeah, I, well, we were we were part of that process yep. they so we originally saw the, the 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 video, which should be a lesson to anyone: never light your mascot from below. <laughs> so he comes out, and then but then when he we're he like, came look he, at this thing. This is so stupid. Yeah, he came, he came in, and we were like, got it. So we're good to go immediately. And that was within forty eight hours. Yep. And then you saw the city embrace yep. like it at a crazy level, because and you've seen mascots fail. Obviously, your your job is making sure that they work. If you could distill it down to the one essential thing that makes a, a successful mascot, what is it? It's the storytelling. The story. There's, it has to be an authentic story. It has to be yours. Yeah. Because then you can explain to people why. Because why does he look like this? He looks scary. And then you have all the answers. Well, he, he really, you know, come on, let's be accepting. He's a troll. <laughs> And now he's here. He doesn't. He hasn't seen the light of day. Of course, he looks a little bit frightened. Look at his eyes. And uh, but they've got brilliant people there in social media. And and when the Pittsburgh uh, Penguin did the def- dismissive tweet, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, okay. LOL. Yeah. Then Gritty says, Keep, "Sleep with one eye open tonight, bird." Yeah. And then our fans go, "He's our ugly." He's yeah. Our yeah. 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 Do you not diss our. And ugly. that was it. And, boom. That, and it's 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 funny because we talk about in this industry and in any industry that is interacts with an audience or people, you, there are tons of experts and tons of advisors, but no one really knows what's going to catch and how it will catch and what make it, will make it catch. But it's it's that old principle of we can make fun of this, 
but you can't. And that and that that bonded so many people together so quickly. It was so wild to see it work that way. Yeah, I just I loved it when um, when Gritty showed up at the baseball game and and gave the fanatic a hug. Uh, the fanatic's best friend and a good friend of mine, Tommy Burgoyne, <laughs> called me and said, "Hey, we're thinking about doing this. Any thoughts about you know what you think about it?" I go, I go, Tom, the fanatic's the Pope. Okay, there's no there's no worry. You're going to come in and bless Gritty and say welcome to our fraternity, and, and, and you're in. And it, it was just a wonderful moment. And and it was and this is what the city's all about. No, it's great. We love uh, Tom Burgoyne. He's a he's a friend of ours as well as a friend of the fanatic. How about um, Tom Lasorda? Uh, <laughs> well, he actually was a friend. Or I I think we were always friends. It was when I was at a costume. There were he would always have an entourage. He would tell the story. Uh, and then he would point at me and said, uh, see that kid? He's lucky he's alive. <laughs> and, but when he would meet me, you know, he's from Norristown. He'd say, how's your dad doing? You know, okay. my dad, Tubby Raymond. and oh, we, he, we had him in the studio he, one time, and, and, and I think Nick, oh, yeah. brought, Nick brought it up. And it, all those years after, he was still it, tangibly pissed at the Fanatic. Was it, was it shtick on Tommy's part well, at that in, point? In the begin- we went, 1979, the Fanatic was anointed as the mascot for Major League Baseball when they toured with an American League All-Star team and a National League All-Star team uh, to go and play in front of the the uh, Japanese fans. Uh, Tommy Lasorda was like a god there because Major League Baseball has yeah. always been huge. And he was the face of Major League Baseball. He was the National League uh, All-Star team's manager. And Chuck Tanner was the bench coach. And I was there as a kid. I started signing the baseballs in the clubhouse because I wanted them to remember the Fanatic was on this trip. Well, I was signing in the sweet spot where the manager signs. <laughs> but I didn't. So Tommy stages an intervention. He was hiding in the manager's room. I start signing the balls and he he comes running out face to face, spittle all over me, going, and it's every you little and he's screaming at me, and I'm like, I'm leaning back in my chair. Oh my gosh, Tommy Lasorda is yelling at me. This is awesome. <laughs> and then Chuck Tanner came out behind him, and they all started laughing. And Tommy goes, "Look, I get it, kid. You, you know, you just can't sign where the manager signs." So I said, "Great." So the rest of the six weeks, there'd be six dozen balls, and I was about ready to go to the hotel. And Tommy goes, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa Dave." Uh, you got to sign all these baseballs. So it started with that type of relationship. And he loved the fact that the fanatic would make fun of him in front of the Japanese fans. They would take this this deep breath in like, oh, no. And then Tommy would turn around and I'd give him a l- little tongue, a little party favor, and he'd blow the tongue at me. The fans were crazy. So I honestly think what happened to him was he loved the fact that he could be mean to the fanatic in front of our fans. Our fans would boo him, which he enjoyed. And the, his players loved it. And he never... Never said fanatic. He called me Dave. Dave, I'm going to kick <laughs> and, excre- and so That's this, great. this particular night, he, he was on a weight loss regimen with Oral Hershiser. <laughs> it was picked up by SlimFast. So now he was stuck in it. He could, so he came to Philadelphia. They were in the bottom of the cellar in their division. Um, he hadn't had pasta in weeks. And he had not allowed the clubhouse manager to bring another Lasorda jersey on the road because Steve Sachs used to steal his jersey and give it to me. So I went and bought a jersey, had a, a seam just put Lasorda on it the second <laughs> night, and then I come out with the dummy and that was it. It just, it snapped. Look at me. Oh, <laughs> just, in the video he now. beats the hell out of a Muppet. And then, oh my God. And right there, my head almost <laughs> fell off. That was, oh, and that's a no-no yeah, in the mascot you can't lose world. Your head. Have you ever, did you ever come close to completely losing the head? That is the only that's time. That's the only time because that, that to me would be 
you've seen like like uh, people who show up dressed as superheroes <laughs> to kids parties and the head comes off. It's like no, you. It's, can't. Oh my god, <laughs> Dave. We're we're watching the video with you and, and Tommy the Sorta and uh, the fanatics on his uh, on his little ATV. Did you ever have any uh, incidents on that? Did that ever get away from you? Oh, the ATV. <laughs> Love that ATV because it when I it was a three wheeler when it started and I realized this looks cool and. <laughs> I get cool. Like, it's blowing air. And I could get from the upper deck to the field in seconds to the point where people said, oh, there's two fanatics. Look, he was just up there. He came. So it was such a great tool, and it looked funny. uh, And I got really good at it. Uh, But the players had a blast with it. They used, on a hot Sunday afternoon, I would have the four-wheeler out in front of their dugout. And I'd be fooling around. One of their guys would jump on the four-wheeler because I had to leave the key in it. And they drive it all the way to center field, and they would leave it there. And then I would start going, and Tom, <laughs> uh, Paul Richardson would play Lawrence of Arabia, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and I finally get to the four wheeler, and just when I'm reaching it, the player has snuck behind me the whole way. He jumps on the four wheeler and drives it all the way back, <laughs> and I'm stuck. And it was hot, yeah. Uh, and I'm thinking, okay, now I can get on the bike and go. So it became such a great uh, tool. And Tommy there, he was trying to drag it into their dugout. That's what got me back in to try to pull it from him because my big edict was I could not delay the game. And if that four-wheeler went in the opposing dugout, there was no way they could get out. The ground crew would have to come out and pull it out. And I'm like, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to yeah, get yeah, fined. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, uh, but but it, it's a one, it was one of the best props was that Oh, functional it's a super well known exchange, yeah. yeah. And, Dave, and all mascots ride on vehicles. Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some people like to look back at Veteran Stadium with rose colored glasses. I am not one of them. I, I found. How it dare to- you? <laughs> it was uh, summer games. Uh, Phil's games for fans were uh, uh, abhorrently hot. What was it like for you on a daily basis? I mean, we talked about the weight loss already, but it must have just been oppressive being out on the field. Yeah, it, it was. The fans actually have a, a tougher job because I could get finished with whatever twenty minute routine I was doing, and then I. I get to go into an air-conditioned room and and drink water and Gatorade where people are stuck out there. I think what it was for me was it was a great guide to not being out too long. Because mm. you, you do not want them to have complete access to you at all times. Because if they do, you're not going to be special anymore. So if you go, today I can tell you, in the, around the second inning, the Fanatic is going to make an appearance behind the opposing dugout on the third base side. Uh, in the fifth inning, he's either going to come on the field or he's going to come running in the stands and jump on the field or be on a dugout. In the seventh inning, he's going to be on the first base side. That was a, a, a basic schedule that I had set up to be able to feel like I was in different places. And then there's times for you to do VIP visits in between there. Um, so that is still today. Like I could, any kid I bring to the game, I go, oh, the Fanatic's going to be out over there. How'd you know? <laughs> it's amazing. I have, I have some inside information. I wanted to ask you. But uh, it was hot. Because no kids light up, you know, and you in those years that you were doing it, you know, you have highs and lows and so on and so forth. What was the most profoundly emotional thing mm. that you encountered? Well, while- that, that's um, that's the heart of all this. Yeah. Um, so everybody understands the fanatic at a Phillies game now at Citizens Bank Park or um, at Veterans Stadium before. But there, I did on my own 350 personal appearances a year we had some wonderful backup performers that could would do an additional 200 a year right. and i i was doing funerals mm, yeah. we, so much that we said we put the fun in funerals yeah. and, and, it, and it was true because it and it was the right place to be i walked into hospital rooms over and over and over again where a family is dealing with unthinkable tragedy yeah and i'm walking in there going how are they doing this it's a celebration 
They're, yeah. they're hugging me, uh, you know, tears of joy. And then, then you leave and the, and the parents take the time to say, this is the best medicine we, we all of us could have had. Oh, Thank wow. You. What a gift. So that, that's going on yeah. uh, today. Somewhere that, that sort of thing is happening. And that is where you realize the pa- power of distracting fun. It's necessary. It's required. It's needed. We, we all need to connect. It is something that we can't survive without. We've been wiring. That's why COVID was so difficult. We we opted in for uh, physical safety and yeah. completely opted out of emotional and mental safety. Yeah. Uh, the Fanatic is a reminder of how powerful fun can be in the most unexpected places. And and the message that I deliver is you can do that yourself. You don't need to disappear into a personality. You just need to realize it's up to you. Happiness is not a feeling. It's a doing. It's what you're doing. It's happiness without the heat stroke. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Although, maybe we could mix uh, a great business to provide right. your mental health and physical health at the same time. We could do that. Dave, you do, uh, obviously, have the book. It's called The Power of Fun, if you're just tuning in. Dave Raymond. Um, but uh, also, do you... Um, you speak to groups, you'll do motivational speaking. And- yeah, it's it's an amazing business to be in because I think, I honestly believe everything that I've done in my life has put me in this place. Um, I was mentioning to Nick that uh, one of the things I missed about the Fanatic were the fans and you're in service to an audience and you get to perform. Um, I, I now get to perform. I get to use the best of my nonverbal, thanks to my mother, and um, the best of verbal. And I work really hard on stagecraft. And then what's beautiful is the audiences are coming back and saying, this is really powerful. So I used to talk about marketing. Now my clients and SAP, Loudoun County Schools, the the biggest school district or one of the biggest in the country, 17 high schools, all these administrators come down to learn about what the tools they need to help uh, provide the support for the teachers, which have it rough today. The FBI, um, SAP, AstraZeneca, Ubersooner, all of these organizations say, come in and tell our people about how they can build on their well-being. You know, you know what would be kind of wild, what you should do is do an, an exact, a mascot that's an exact replica of you, even with the shirt, everything, just so you can still come out as you, but with the mascot costume. Ah, that's great. Yeah, and then you, you strip off the layers and then, oh, wait, that, that's, that's you. you. Yeah. <laughs> a little different than the than other reveals. Well, so. you're, you're certainly making a difference. You know, yeah. these, are, these are tools, again, we talked about earlier, that, that people sort of uh, demure from occasionally, and we tend to deny ourselves the, the, the you know, the notion of, well, um, you know, can I really achieve happiness? Am I owed happiness or how do I, you know, can, is it my right to work for it? All those things are just kind of, I don't know. But embrace the notion you can make your life better. Yeah, it, it, it is an intentional. That, that's what's most important. The simplest things are you have to do this atten- intentionally, which means you have to decide that once a day you're going to give your mental health, what, six minutes? Yeah. In the morning you wake up and the, before your feet hit the floor, you think of one thing you're grateful for. N- not what you're hoping to get, what you have. In the middle of the day... Things are tough. Shut the door. Put your cell phones away. Close your eyes and go to a moment of joy you've experienced and and relive that for 90 seconds. And then at the end of the day, write down one good thing that happened in that day. Do it for a week. Uh, We call that the three P's. You're preparing, you're pausing, and you're posting. It is phenomenal. That that's how simple this is. You know what's tough about it though? You have to you have to change a habit loop. Yeah. I'm busy. I got to get up. I got the kids to school. You know, get up. 20 minutes earlier. Jocko Willink, the great uh, Navy SEAL, said, you want to get up early? Get up early. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be better? Get better. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be, get in shape? Get in shape. And yeah. it, the simplicity of this is 
really, really important because then people don't feel overwhelmed. Right. Uh, great text coming in, and we'll wrap with this. He said, all those years, he couldn't say anything. <laughs> Who knew he had so much to say? Yeah. My dad used to say, sit down and shut up. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Dave, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, we wish you continued success. The book is called uh, The Power of Fun. What am I playing here? Oh, yeah, here. Approach people with that. Tell me something good, yes, right? That's right. They tell me something good. And anybody that wants to know anything about this or get the book, they can go to DaveRaymondSpeaks.com. We'll make sure that we post that on our social media and our website uh, to make it easy for our listeners. But uh, Dave, thanks for spreading the positivity, man. I love you guys. You, you're doing you. the same thing. We for many people it. in the car. They're they're getting their power fun right here. Let's hear it for Dave Raymond, everybody. Yay! And with that, we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hang out. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, um, somebody wants to send a shout out to Casey. Oh, yeah. hey. This is from uh, Chris, who emailed in and said, uh, he, he gave me the story about losing his job and everything, and then he goes on to say, um, uh, I was gaining weight like crazy, eating like there's no tomorrow, uh, but one day, Preston congratulated Casey on his weight loss, and you guys mentioned doing little changes, uh, and they help, and uh, hearing Casey talk about the journey got me inspired, so I stopped drinking soda, I got a Fitbit, I started making a task to walk every day over 10,000 steps, tried to add vegetables into my diet, I used Use the, the Lose It app, huh. etc. And so far, I've lost over 35 pounds. Wow. Excellent. Wow, Still great. wanting to lose more. And they said, but Casey, I wanted to thank you. I want to thank you losing weight. I also wanted to tell you uh, that I love your dad jokes, <laughs> please. But now I'm... Oh, uh, please. Please. Uh, that. Uh, but now I'm working <laughs> in a new field. I love your dad jokes, please. please. Uh, that's what it says. Yeah. Uh, but working in a new field, and I love and enjoy, and uh, I make more money. Please. Uh, please. <laughs> and then he says this. I don't know what this is for. Okay. Go ahead. It says, P.S. Is Gene on the P for those chickens? Oh, uh, Gene Simmons on, I don't know what the P is. Yeah, I don't either. 
Yeah. There's Gene on the P for those chickens, like the letter P. I think it stands for please. Um, so <laughs> that's from Chris. So okay. short out to you, Chris. There you go. Yep, that's for Chrissy boy. Uh, and then there was this uh, email we got from a listener who lives in uh, lives on Maui. Yes. Uh, and uh, wrote in to Nick. He said, Aloha, Nick. Every Everyday streamer here living on Maui. Uh, wanted to reach out to the Philly audience and let you know how it is out here. Uh, he said, our whole town is destroyed. Mm. So the news has some uh, coverage, but up close, it's even worse. The fire spread through the whole town in less than an hour. The death toll is going to be in the hundreds, almost guaranteed. There was no warning at all. Uh, just hoping for a mention, hoping uh, the good folks of Philly can maybe uh, help with donations to Maui Food Bank, Maui Humane Society, or just the Red Cross. Uh, we live close to the upcountry fire, which started early two. Tuesday morning, so we spent the day evacuated from our home, but luckily it survived. The next day, we woke up to the news that all of Lahaina was gone. Dozens of friends lost everything, homes, cars, livelihood. I lost my boat and business and feel like I am completely unscathed compared to so many who lost everything. He said even the docks uh, that uh, Preston left from for his scuba trip is destroyed, along with that dive boat. Um, anyway... If you guys guys could help with a mention, that would be great. People are going to forget about this once the news stops reporting, but this recovery is going to take years. Uh, thanks for always making me laugh. I usually listen during work and have no uh, work for the foreseeable future, but I'll still keep listening somehow. Oh. Mahalo, and that is from Do, uh, Drew Sulak. Uh, he says, oh. Lafayette, Hill, born and raised. Oh, I was thinking Drew Kulak, the uh, wrestler. I was right, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Drew Sulak. So, um, man, oh, yeah, hard, hard to imagine. If uh, you've, it, It's one of the worst uh, fires in... U.S. history now. Absolutely. And again, it was, it, it so it basically became like a lateral, uh, like a blast furnace. Yeah. And it, it happened. There were, there, now there are questions about whether the sirens were audible, whether they were activated at all. There'll be time to hash all that out. But if you look at, if you look at the, the area of devastation, Preston, you showed us, a, you know, uh, the, the general area and where you were. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yeah, I mean, it's gone. Everything. Yeah. Cars that were in, in transit had yeah. to stop and then just, set on fire on the road. Yeah. That's how quickly it came through. Yeah. And uh, the people had to, you know, get in the water. And even when they were in the water, still all that smoke was blowing in. You can't go, breathe. They kept yeah. having to go underwater for like a little bit. To yeah, wait off. for the pa- yes. for the, uh, the smoke to blow off. Yeah. And wow. it was actually fairly tumultuous because there was a heavy wind kicking up the water. Wow. I wonder, wow. Uh, I'm so our... Uh, Second string quarterback uh, Marcus Mariota yeah. is from Honolulu. I wonder uh, he's got to be doing something. Some sort think of, so. uh, you know, you know, like yeah. uh, obviously people like Jason Momoa and uh, Dwayne Johnson, who are you know obviously have uh, ties to this area, are doing stuff. Uh, Bezos uh, donated a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, but I mean, you're you're talking. Uh, it, it you would have you would have thought you were looking at pictures of post um, bomb Hiroshima. That's yeah. how bad it is. Yeah, it's complete devastation. So hope everybody's going to hang in there and uh, the, the rebuilding will start in a little while, but first they've got to get it all sorted out. Um, yeah. They move on to anything. Alright, um, you know what? I, I did notice a few things uh, over the past couple of days and I think they were worth pointing out to you. Notice, just notice that it's time to notice. Yeah. And I'm noticing... Like a mother. <laughs> listen to this. The death meditation trend. 
has now 2.5 million views on TikTok. This is another one of these insanely stupid TikTok things. I don't, I haven't, I've read about it. This, I noticed it by reading about it. I've not noticed it. I've not seen actual videos or anything. Have you guys? I've seen pictures of people doing it. So the mindfulness practice can involve wrapping oneself up like a mummy. Okay. That's what I saw. Which actually, that's become oh, fun. That's not that bad. Well, or imagining one's own death as a way to get over the fear of the beyond. I mean, that's not really meditating, but okay. <laughs> Some death meditations are based on Buddhist traditions. Practices can include imagining one's decaying body or remembering key oh life God. moments. I don't have to imagine it. I see it every morning. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I see yeah, yeah. my <laughs> decaying body every as I day. look at No the imagination required. Oh. Uh, no, this is bad. This is bad. Uh, Dr. Carolyn Rubenstein said uh, it's amazing for people that have anxiety related to death and dying. I know you feel upset, but you're going to be dead soon. And intrusive thoughts related to it. Um, this meditation is a form of exposure therapy that can help <laughs> sufferers confront anxiety around the topic. So I guess it, it desensitizes right. you. Uh, to certain fears, if death is is a main fear of yours, sleep in a coffin. Then you right? do that, right? Uh, I wonder how comfortable. They're not designed, obviously, for the comfort of the passenger, but I, as a sleeping, how comfortable that would be. If you, if you, it if wouldn't you, work for me at yeah. all uh, because I, I like to, I like to spread out. Okay, yeah. unless you give me like a double what you, wide. What, what if you put holes in the sides? <laughs> what if they make them extra wide? I mean, not, wide. not to fit the body, yeah, yeah. just so you can move around. You can move around a little you bit. Know. <laughs> you know what? I was curious about the, these kind of exposure therapy things. Like, so my mother-in-law, it, she will not fly. Will not fly. They always drive. Terrified. Never flown? Uh, has flown, flew down to Columbia, right. South America. She was uh, performing in an air show. No, she wasn't. It was, <laughs> it was a wedding. Okay. And it was the only way to get okay, there. Yeah. So, But they do via uh, VR these days. Yes. You can... Um, desensitize yourself to things like flying by being oh in God. that environment. Being in a, like in a car through the VR. Well, you're, you're, yeah, get, you're getting like that. Peripherally, you're getting a lot of the sense. What you should do is put the crash scenario. Put her in the goggles press and then gently like pick her up and move her to drive her to the airport. Put her in a plane. That felt real. Yeah. Hey. Um, th- just a, as a side note to that, with that reality, the VR stuff, I know yeah. you're a fan of the Oculus. Yes. Uh, that device that's becoming more and more common now is have you seen it's a harness that attaches to a uh, a pole behind you you st- you wear your VR goggles and you stand on this hub so you can literally run okay it's holding you in place and you're getting that movement motion for running and gunning games That's cool. yeah. we've been talking about that for years it looks like they're finally releasing getting closer to ready Get player one for your one. mom ready player one <laughs> so, with the uh, haptics yeah. exactly yeah. And, and like in the van at the end mm-hmm. for your mother-in-law how did they get her on that plane did she did they have to sedate her essentially i don't remember if that was the case or not if they needed to you know, have her take something or not. I, I don't remember. It was she said back. that the docs are next to her really comforting. <laughs> have you ever it's okay. Done, it'll be over soon. Have yeah. you ever done something that you were extremely terrified to do? I assume the skydiving, right? Yeah, especially the second time I did it because it scared me and terrified me the first time. But yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because I wasn't scared to skydive. Yeah. So, like, getting in the plane and, and jumping out, like, it for me, it wasn't even a second thought. I, 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 wasn't, wasn't, I wasn't nervous at all. I wasn't scared until I stepped out onto that wheel. And right. then I'm like, oh, what have you done? 
<laughs> you know. It's, but I'm like, I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm yeah. going. You know. It's funny how your mind processes that because they, I was talking just recently about this. The USS Indianapolis, the, the story of the of the ship that delivered the bomb. The, you know, the bomb for the Hiroshima bombing. Uh, and on the way back, it was sunk. Crink talks about it in Jaws. Sharks. Yeah. But it is true that a number of the people who did survive, and many were taken by the sharks, that really only started to feel fear when they saw the uh, the aircraft fly over and identify that they were in the water because they knew now they There's had a, a chance. chance to live. Yeah. When they didn't, the fear was gone. Oh, wow. Uh, can you think of anything, Casey? No, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank What here. about a fear that you have... That uh, like, for example, sharks like uh, you know go yeah. swimming with them or something along those well, lines. I swam with those. Or, yeah, uh, what's that? I swam with them. Yeah, yeah. you were cool with that, right? Yeah, I mean, what about like, in an elevator with a shark? Yeah, no. Great white cage like uh, off a of coast of Guadalupe. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm just um, trying to figure out if I have ever had a moment where I didn't know if I was going to be able to get over the hump. Hmm. And uh, and then actually do said whatever it is. So, so to conquer a major fear and then follow through, you don't you don't no, haven't had a moment like I'm that. Trying to think, I'm I'm, I'm coming. Mine's up with like a blank waking right up now. every day, just yeah. get out of bed. Well, when I wake up, I'm terrified of seeing how much more I've decayed during the night. No, I don't have like a like a big one, but I I remember going uh, cliff jumping, and of course, you know, you're going. I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is so. And I remember getting to the edge, and I'm like, you you know, I thought about it for a second. I was like, if you don't just go, it's not going to happen. And that's what. I would do. I would just, you know, it would only be one second of thinking about it and just push yourself. Would, would, you, would you start slowly and get up on like John Ratzenberger's shoulders and jump off? Because he played Cliff Clavin. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's no, point. that's not what happens. But, um, yeah, just kind of swallow it and just go. Yeah, like it, it, I couldn't, I knew and I, and I did it a couple of times, so I knew if you think about it, even after the, so right. the second, third time, you're you're not going to do it. So I knew to get up there and, and just go. jump. I did the same thing so in Jamaica. I, I, I took I did the cliff dive. It was it was up there, and I listened. I made sure I listened to what they say about going in like a bullet, you know, t- tight. But I don't want to stand up there and have a conversation. Well, just no. go. You uh. can't second guess. As per, there's a video that gets played over and over and over. It's a very it's a large gal, and she's going out to to run off of this <laughs> boulder into the water. Water, and you can tell she second guesses at the last uh-huh. second, trips, falls, hits a boulder, yeah. goes into the water. It's hilarious, but it's because she hesitated, mm-hmm. and you can't. It's one of those things you just gotta you just gotta do it now. So, um, well, anyhow, death meditation. Check it out. All right, check it out. Let me yeah. notice a couple other things. How about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have very little information on this. I saw a. Um, uh, a news story over the weekend, and it had almost no info, but authorities had to evacuate Chocolate World. Yes. What? Because there was a bomb threat no. to Chocolate World. What? Yeah. Come on. And I, and I haven't seen anything else other than the, the building was being evacuated. You, as a precaution. you know the likely culprit, Vanilla World. Oh, yeah. We just got a text from somebody who's going to Hershey Park right now. Uh, and they said, oh. do, you, "Do you guys need me to get you anything while I'm out there?" Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so oh. did the park close? No, no, no. It was just Chocolate World, the, okay. which is separate. It's, from it's, the park. it's actually yeah. separate. A lot of people don't know. It's free. You, you can go. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to go into Hershey to take a ride. And uh, and by the way, I love it. Yeah. I do time. too. I do too. Every time. That little ride, which is free, by yeah. the way, uh, is a delight. It's it's. Very, I feel childlike. It's so it's so seamless too because it has the largest staging area. As you walk in, there's this big platform, and you yeah, just the pick platform your car. is moving. Yeah, yeah. 
It's awesome. Didn't you report, though, that they're either changing it or making they were adding, it? They're, they're they were swapping adding it out for Bomb World. Adding to yeah, it. they were adding, uh, they had this okay. 3D video thing that they did, which was oh. really fun. Right. Uh, but they're adding on to it. They're, they're switching something up. That was it's a little a, while back. the joy of sex. Oh, um, I didn't know that. So this happened uh, on Friday. Okay. And they said uh, police found no evidence of explosives. They checked Hershey World. After Who the somebody, hell would do that? After yeah. someone called 911 multiple times threatening to blow it up. This is weird because my friend uh, who lives in whatever town is right next to Hershey. Was that Mershey? No, like Mechanicsburg or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she was telling me, uh, and when did this happen, Press? Uh, Friday. Okay, yeah. So on Friday, she got home from work, and there was a cop in her driveway. And he said, uh, I am looking for a man with one eye. I dare you say I am good. Yeah, and she said, well, why don't you try using both eyes? You might be able to find them faster. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I ruined your dad. You don't have to be Joke. By the way, to the person who is going to Hershey, if you're going to Chocolate World today, there is something you can pick up. Uh, the um, They make the Hershey's, uh, I think they're called the Gold Bars. They're big, they're, they're Hershey's Almond Gold Bars. They're, or they might be called the Grands or something like that, but they're bigger. They're thicker. Yeah, they're They have bigger. more almonds in them, and they and we you can only get them there. I like that. But can't leave them in your car, something like that. I mean, they're going to melt, you know. No, so, uh, no, it's not. It's not Hershey's Gold. I'm sorry, they pulled this up. This was a I, brand. Yeah. This is a thing that they tr- they made caramelized cream Hershey's Gold. It's a different which one. which I did like that, and it yeah. wasn't chocolate. It was something else. Uh, but no, it's it's essentially it's their larger um, Hershey's with almonds uh, right. bars. I was posed. They, they have gold uh, foil wrapping. So let, me, so let me ask you, and this is very dumb and basic. I don't right. know what your answer is going to be, but I'll ask it. It makes you think for a second. Chocolate or caramel? Which do you prefer? Chocolate. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right? Is Caramel's that e- nice. Is that even a Chocolate question? Chocolate and yeah. caramel, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Right. So th- to me, yeah. Steve, did you watch that? I'm sorry. Uh, now I'm diverted. Did you watch the rerun of Wheel of Fortune last night? No, uh, no, I didn't get to see it. There was a woman on who loved two things more than anything on the planet, uh, Winnie the Pooh and Caramel. And Pat said, well, if we could get a Winnie the Pooh made out of Caramel, and this woman uh, nearly lost her mind, and it was very entertaining to me. Anyway, back to you, President. That's, that's, that's a classic, classic Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Speaking of Wheel of Fortune, uh, last night on Jeopardy, uh, Ryan was yes. on there. Yeah, it was a, a rerun on the Tournament of the Champions. Yeah. Aww. And he did really well. I don't think that he makes it to the no, next he round. No, he doesn't. Okay, yeah. And he, he just was having an off night. Yeah. The, the, all three of them were, They're actually. in repeat, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they missed a lot of questions. Yeah, I think they all started off in the negative territory, but yeah, oh. Ryan's such a great dude. Yeah. All right. One of the questions, with the perfect uh, candy to pair with Winnie the Pooh, caramel. Caramel. Yeah. Uh, don't F with Chocolate World, by the way. No. Right. Leave, leave that alone. Mm-hmm. Even if you're, you're a messing psycho. with us, then. Even if you're a psycho, leave, leave that Stop place it. alone. All right, let me see what else I noticed here. Um, okay, so I'd mentioned uh, flying, and uh, my mother-in-law's fear of it. Uh, but uh, I saw this article. It says, flying is actually getting better. It says, while disruptive passengers may fill our feeds, the FAA has found that unruly behavior has dis- decre- uh, decreased since 2021. Uh, the FAA reports that passenger behavior incidents have decreased by 80%. Wow. Well, there were 5,973 reports in 2021 and only 
uh, a little over 1,100 so far this year. And obviously, there's no more COVID protocols, which some people took really personally for some reason. And, and uh, it, it caused a lot of angst, you know. And so that is trimmed way back, well, which is fabulous. You also have people, uh, you know, uh, uh, if it bleeds, it leads. So you have your phone, you get somebody acting up on, the, on a flight. And so you think that's predominantly what you're going to encounter when you fly. No, but the numbers yeah. have dropped. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Significantly. So, so that's why we have an impression that it's uh, the Wild West. But I'm glad it's dropped. It's awesome. Um, yeah, there was a video the other last week of a, of a gal saying that these, you see the, these that mother effer isn't real. Right, right, yeah, yeah. That he isn't real. And we're Wait, so, what? what? Yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, one of they, they, had one. To, they had to empty the plane out. One and of everything. the countless. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it had to do with uh, with earbuds. That was a, that's what the argument was. She over. has since released a video apologizing for the tirade. Yeah, I didn't watch it yet. Did you? I was curious what she had to say. It's, it's, it's goes on way too long. Did she apologize to Jennifer Garner and her <laughs> yeah. boy Ben Affleck for incorporating them? Apologize to Jennifer Garner and her pool boy Ben Affleck for incorporating them into my fantasy life. I'd like I'd like to I'd like to I'd like to I'd like to apologize. It did go on too long. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. I'd like to apologize. I apologize. Okay. By the way, somebody texted in and said I was talking about Hershey Nuggets. No, I'm not. No. No. Something no. Else. No. Don't you tell me what I'm talking Don't about. Don't you dare. I'll blow no. up the whole place. All right. No, yeah, that to me that seems so insane that you'd pick something so benign yeah. as a target of your angst. But you're on to another topic now. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, the uh, flying is getting better. Serious cases uh, are still being sent to the FBI, the ones that... Uh, That's the Federal Bureau of Investigation. That is, yeah. yes. Uh, but passengers can face up to $37,000 in civil penalties for disruptive behavior on aircraft. Again, I wonder, have they... Have they uh, we've talked about this a number of times. Is there a room or a area... With the capacity to restrain someone who needed to be restrained instead of just taping them like to their chair. Or no, they don't. I mean, could they make one? Yeah. Or would that be now part of a, a, yeah, a standard aircraft? Could you transfer them to the cargo plane? A brig? Or, yeah, the <laughs> luggage plane. Put a brig on, the, right. uh, on yeah. the plane? Right. I doubt it. Okay. Well, if it's dropped 80%, they're probably not thinking about that. No, no. They might have been thinking about it a year or two ago, but... Anyway, you know, there is an area where the the stewardesses or the the flight staff, I should say, uh, there is a place where they can sleep. They have like a where the the galley is. Yes, there is. And I don't know if Connor can call it up, but on on larger flights where the galley is. Imagine what kind of aircraft it is. Right. uh, And uh, there is a an area compartment up uh, like a raised compartment, Kathy, with like two beds. Huh. Whenever I win Powerball, I'm going to take you guys on that flight that they do on yeah. Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. China. Yep. <laughs> like we don't even need, we can just go to Singapore and turn right back around. Yeah, yeah. They have, right. Uh, as long as I get to hang out in that thing. Yes. Nick just rents a theater and shows Crazy Rich Asians. All right. So <laughs> if I win the million dollars, I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. Uh, let me see. That, what quick, else? Quickly, Kathy, that's, uh, that's it up in the uh, oh. screen right here. Okay. Yep. Interesting. So that's the birth you were talking about? All right, a recent study published by the Journal of Investigative Dermatology 
found that bad hair days could be linked to genes. So what if you wear just regular slacks? A rare genetic mutation could impact hair follicle formation, shape, and hair whorl direction. That's a word. Whorl. W-H-O-R-L. Like a swirl. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a swirl. Whirl. But it's a whirl. Whirl. I always thought whirl was spelled W-H-I-R-L. That's a different kind of whirl. Yes. Right? Yeah. Aren't there whirls associated with your fingernails, too? W-H-O-R-Ls? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the team studied the scalps of just over fingerprint. What? Fingerprint. Thank you, Kevin. There you go. Not fingernails. Uh, Three thousand participants, and according to Dr. Cijia Wang, they said, hey, see- uh, "Okay, go ahead." Our group has been looking for the genes underlying various interesting traits of physical appearance, including fingerprint patterns or whorls. So they say that eyebrow was- thickness, earlobe shape, and hair curliness. So the whirl is as indicative or, or like to, is it? Is well, it's like not as unique as, uh, fingerprint. as fingerprints. Okay. But genetically, the reason that your hair grows in that particular, the, your, your genes have to do with this. So I have like, I have like a cowlick. Like it's, yeah. Yeah, me it, it, it'll never go away. And, mm-hmm. and, and I can't get my hair cut Certain ways it will make it more prominent. Yeah, you know, I if I cut it too short, there. And I wanted to go with a shorter what, cut this last time. What about a man bun? And they said, mm, they said, I, I, if you I go any watch. shorter, you're going to have this little poof sticking yeah, up yeah. all the time. I think uh, most people have that. Yeah, not me. Well, <laughs> I looked at him too, like no, uh, or you know, a lot of, pe- but a lot of people have yeah. that. I mean, I think like hairstylists deal with that all the time. Do you think, Kathy? So uh, they they fingerprint you when you've committed a crime? Should they dip the back of your head in ink and? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what, my whorls are damaged. <laughs> Your whorls are damaged? Yeah, I can't. Whenever I get fingerprints done, um, they never take. So I always have to get, um, like, the ink. I always have to do the old school. Oh, they, they show off life. You... you have a perfect vagina and it faulty whorls. Yeah. <laughs> How often are you being fingerprinted? Yeah. Uh, well, for, like, uh, clearances and stuff like that, like, to go into Jace's school, I have, oh. you have to have um, all of that done. So I okay. get it done. You know, I forget how long it lasts, maybe two years or something like that. And so I have to get it done. But um, it's, I mean, ever since I was a kid, and I have a theory on why it happens. When I was a baby, I touched uh the the stove with yes. both of my hands mm. and burnt both of my hands and I had to have you know wraps and all kinds of treatment on my hands when I was a baby and I think it must have something to do with that Maybe. like why and and every person I go to can never figure it out they they put hand sanitizer on it they put alcohol on no oh, you must have lotion on whatever I'm like this happens every single time you're going to need to use the egg. that's an age old crime thing where the the criminals would use acid to to get their fingerprints burned off or they would in fact cold something really scalding to burn off their fingerprints and and foil that so yeah that makes perfect sense wow um do you remember the uh, yogurt place world peace were, uh, yeah. W-H-I-R-L-E-D. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Was that. A, the, wait, yeah. I thought that was a, um, a pizza joint. <laughs> no, I'm thinking a piece of pizza. Yes. Okay. Similar vibe. World, world yeah. peas. Peas? Well, I remember world peas. Yeah. Visualize right. world peas. You would go in and then you'd make your, you go to the, the you would make up your own yogurt thing and by the end you'd hand them the $4,400. Yeah, and there's a few was, of those yeah, that yeah. are still around <laughs> by a different name, but yes, it does cost a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money. Steve, off air last week you were talking about uh, fish food, the Ben and yes. Jerry's ice cream flavor. The, yeah. So uh, Dave Matthews Band has a song that's called One Sweet World. Then they made a Dave Matthews Band uh, food uh, or ice cream How for, is it? Uh, for Ben and Jerry's. It was called one sweet world, okay. W H I 
W-O-R-L-E-D instead of world. Have you had it? It's delicious. All right. I think they discontinued it for some reason, though. All right. By the way, speaking of the fingerprint worlds, one of, one of the greatest inventions as of late using your fingerprint, Steve, is the uh, unlocking your Mac. Uh, is it not awesome? It's the best. Uh, so uh, you it's guys know that, uh, and I have a, a you have a newer one, but the old the older gen- the guys. If you see this button up here on the right, we usually the power on. Mm-hmm. That is now a finger reader. Oh. You just put you don't you never have to enter your password. Like maybe once a month, it'll yeah. ask you to enter your password, and you just. It's so much quicker. It's it's Maybe the company should buy those. By the way, researchers found that hair whirl <laughs> direction, clockwise or counterclockwise, is likely linked to four genetic variations. There were no significant associations between hair whirl patterns. So a world to the left means gigantic testicles, right? And cognition or neurological development. And this one text uh, said, uh, wait, where was it? Uh, hang on a second here. Oh, so the study says that physical traits are related to your genetics. No S. <laughs> Thank you, Gino. Yeah. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, what else? I didn't notice. It's just something I noticed. That's all. The noticer keeps noticing so you don't have to. It's right. what he does. Uh, let's see. What was this one? Noticer's looking. Oh, that one's stupid. He didn't like that one. <laughs> and uh, Alberte University study. What? Where is this? Alberte. Okay. Sorry. Alberte. <laughs> Not Alberta. It says A B E R T A Y. Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that? Where's Alberta? I don't know. You ever heard of that, Nick? Nope. Alberta. I'm gonna find out though. What sure. the hey? Yeah. Alberta. Hey, it's uh, right near Dundee in Australia. Hey. Yeah. Uh, United Kingdom. United Kingdom. <laughs> so it's an knowledge K. <laughs> it's right an knowledge St- K in uh, Alberta. <laughs> it's right near St Andrews, Preston. It's oh got, wow! It's yeah. an knowledge K in Alberta. Yeah. Okay. Weren't you talking about going to St Andrews? Yes, yeah, I'm going to have to put it off for another year, unfortunately. Oh, it's right across the water. Okay. Uh, well, I'll swing by there someday. <laughs> um, so they found that across many cultures and countries, men proclaim their love first at the start of a new relationship, meaning they're the first ones to say, I love you. What about you and Rochelle? Wow. Who said it first? I don't remember. Hmm. I do not remember. That's uh, a good question. Yeah, what about you, Nick? I'll have to ask her. I did, but I was stoned. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. so it wouldn't hold it, up in court. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it counts. Kathy? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> the survey uh, found that men... I don't remember. That men say, I love you about 107 days into a relationship, and women hold out for about 122 days. Oh. What about you, Case? Uh, yeah, Rochelle definitely said it first. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. Don't do you remember? tell Preston. Yeah. No, I mean, do you remember? I remember the exact moment, yeah. When you said, I love you? Uh, I, I didn't say it first. Okay, so she said it first. Yeah. Do you remember okay. how long into the relationship? Seven minutes. Uh, we know somebody who would do that. A few months. <laughs> okay. Yeah. God, okay. I have no clue. No, no clue. clue. Yeah, I don't remember either. It's, it's wor- terrible. It's terrible. That's a, it's terrible. quite possible you don't love your husband. All uh, people. I know. <laughs> On average, men think about saying I love you about 69 days into the relationship. I I was um, thinking about it with Mrs. Cho. (laughs) I did. uh, So the girl uh, that took my virginity, I told her first, and uh, I could have sworn she was going to say I love you, too. She did not. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. so, and there it is. There's the risk. There it is. It's a... um, it's a leap of faith, mm-hmm. especially if it's fairly early on in the yeah. relationship. Uh, Sometimes uh, it slips out, though. Yeah. You know, 
<laughs> not even during the uh, fornication, you know, just, uh, you know, I love you. And, and uh, uh, yeah, there was I was watching a video. It was a comedy thing and a, a guy sitting there uh, with with a coworker, yeah. and uh, uh, I forgot who it was. Uh, but anyway, uh, she's going, yeah, but, or, or no, this was it was Berbiglia. Yeah, it was Mike Berbiglia doing stand up. And, he, and he's like, I uh, was a gallic worker. She's like, ah, nobody loves me at work. And he's like, what do you mean? Nobody loves you at work. I love you. And he's like, oh, <laughs> No, <laughs> he meant it in yeah, a yeah, different yeah. way, right, yeah, yeah. and he was like, "Oh what no, I done mm-hmm. <laughs> really." Uh, participants were more avoidant. Uh, who were more avoidant were less happy to hear those three little words compared to with people who were more anxiously attached. There, I never, I never understood uh, if someone says that to you and you don't quite feel that way back. Um, you it's know, touchy. it is touchy, it's but touchy. it's not like the first time it's ever happened in, in the human experience where mm-hmm. you're still assessing feelings. Yeah. Oh my God. I keep thinking of, um, the su- bear succession oh, no, succession. Oh. of, uh, what's his face? The Roman Rome. No, no. The oldest son. Oh, uh, uh, Cameron, Cameron, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paris Bueller's Cameron. Paris Bueller's Cameron. Uh, he's he's in love with a with a prostitute. Yeah, he proposes. And he keeps telling her that he and she the way she just avoids saying it back <laughs> is cringeworthy. Steve, man. there's a scene where they're at somebody else's wedding and he, oh, he proposes to no. her and she just. She doesn't want to say yes, and he's down on his knee, like right. looking up at her. Is and it Alan Ruck? Is that it's Alan, Alan Ruck. Ruck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's just oh. like, "Well, everybody's looking now, uh-huh. and I'm smiling. Oh, man. If you could just look happy." Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's always. But the it problem. would, it, it would even, it would, it would sting really bad if you've, if you've, uh, if you've filled yourself with the. Uh, uh, the gumption, no, the, to 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 go ahead and yeah, and do I, it. I am going to. I'm doing this. I I know she feels this right. way, and then you mm-hmm. say it, and it doesn't come right back. Even though you know this person isn't interested in ending the relationship or anything right. like that, it's a stinger, man. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that was an ongoing Big Bang Theory plot line about you know going back and forth, and the other one not being ready, and the other one not being ready, and then finally getting ready. But it is it. Yeah, it's you know you're hoping for the money shot, and you don't get yeah. it. It's a little game. Yeah. Uh, but men, apparently, according to this particular study, it's interesting. Scotland, you would uh, think the other way, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, um, so that's it. We're, we're, that's we're packing it, it up. Yeah, I think so, really? right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, we've got other things that we need to get to, so we will uh, take a break. We'll come back in a moment, and we'll get into the bizarre file. How about hey. that? All right, we'll uh, return shortly. Stay with us. M.M. Barbecue 2023, starring Shine Down, Billy Idol, and maybe you. That's right, the Preston and Steve side stage is back with Jackie Bam Bam spinning, PNS pals Don McCloskey playing live, and live band karaoke with Sidearm. And if you want to join them on stage, submit a video of your best performance at WMMR.com. We'll post the best ones and let the votes decide. Don't miss the fun and games and great live bands at MMR's annual music festival. Grab tickets at Ticketmaster starting at 25 bucks and join us September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Text MMRBQ to 39333 for a link to all the details or hit up WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Sponsored by Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Also by Pro Team Collision and Sequoia Outback. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre.
All right, it's brought to you this morning by Sports and Social. You can cheer on the Fightins just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social and Live Casino and Hotel Philly. You can watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with Budweiser, cocktail specials, giveaways, memorabilia, and more. So a Colorado, wait, let me start with this. A married couple was sent to the hospital after getting into a fight that turned into a shooting. This was in Houston. Whoa. The police said that uh, shots were fired at about 3.45 a.m. with an eight-year-old girl in, inside the home as well. Uh, when police arrived, officers said they found a man who was shot in the mouth. Jeez. Being treated at the, at the scene. Investigators believe the man was arguing with his wife when it turned into a physical fight. I'm going to shoot your mouth. Yeah, police say at some point the husband threatened his wife with a gun while she shot him once in the mouth using her own firearm. No fur. Excuse me? No fair. That was no fair? Yeah. Uh, Investigators said the couple's eight-year-old daughter uh, was not injured, and she did hear a gunshot noting that uh, she didn't see anything. Uh, Police say the man was taken to the hospital and is expected to be okay. The woman was also hospitalized for a head injury. But that's a messed up situation. That's horrible. Being shot in the mouth. Wow. All right, this is weird. An exclusive Manhattan hotel is suing a wealthy teenager who protested with signs accusing it of Holocaust denial after he repeatedly tried and failed to get served alcohol while he was underage. So he was looking to get booze and he figured the best way to uh, shame them would be to accuse them of being Holocaust deniers. Yeah, so now they have a lawsuit against him, against Theodore Weintraub, who was then 17. He tried multiple times in 2021 to get served alcohol while underage using a fake ID at the Mark Hotel in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. We are Holocaust deniers. Weintraub's repeated efforts uh, to be served alcohol led to his designation as a disturbance, resulting in a ban from the hotel, the lawsuit said. Despite this, he continued to visit. On one occasion, he was stopped from taking a seat after he arrived with his family for a dinner reservation. At first, he begged for forgiveness, but when the hotel insisted on enforcing the ban, Weintraub leveled accusations of anti-Semitism and spitting in people's food against it. Mm. The dispute then seemed to be over, with Weintraub seemingly not visiting or making contact with the mark for two years. He got the message. But this summer, the hotel alleged in the lawsuit Weintraub launched an increasingly disturbing campaign against it. He began picketing outside of the hotel with uh, antagonistic signs along with another man, uh, by the way, identified only as John Doe and the lawsuit alleges he was paid by Weintraub. It seems that way, yeah. Uh, The signs made accusations such as the Mark supports Epstein and the Mark denies the Holocaust. (laughs) So, uh, what do they have, like the world's best hummus? Why why is he so desperate to get back into this hotel? They don't know. Yeah. Uh, They don't know. So, uh, he also allegedly made claims about the hotel having mice. Uh, The... (laughs) Mark Hotel. So from the Holocaust yeah. Yeah. to mice. You've uh, denied the genocide and you have mice. Uh, the Mark Hotel is favored by celebrities like Gigi Hadid, Kendall Jenner, Anna Wintour, and Cara Delevingne and offers rooms starting at $1,095 a night. Oh, that's it? According to the lawsuit, Weintraub, along with John Doe, reportedly uh, and repeatedly shouted at both the hotel staff and guests and even subjected VIP visitors to harassment. The hotel said the lawsuit in the lawsuit, you support child pornography and your ice machine doesn't work. <laughs> that the protests <laughs> were becoming increasingly systemic and uh, causing nearly nightly disruptions to the hotel and guests. Last week, a restraining order was granted that prevents Weintraub or anyone acting on his behalf from picketing within 150 feet of the hotel. So, Listen, I know things got a little heated. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> 
Uh, a Colorado couple's wedding started with monsoon rains and ended with an uninvited guest. And it was a bear raiding the dessert table. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I love it. Kayla Martinez yeah, and, and Brandon Martinez shared photos from their Boulder County wedding. It's a cupcake tree. Which uh, took an unplanned turn when monsoon ran, rains began to fall right before they exchanged vows. And, the, the to die for. Uh, the next surprise came during the reception when a bear showed up and started eating all of the desserts. You with the bride or groom? Yeah. Uh, is it, well, he showed up at the reception, <laughs> so maybe they thought he was going to yeah. you know, be a stripper or right, the yeah. outfit or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but Martina said, it's not too often that you go in to your dessert table and see a bear crashing it and eating all of it. Martina said it ended up being the perfect Colorado wedding. Life doesn't always go to plan, she said, but it's how you get through it together. It's pretty. You got some great pictures. A 30-year-old woman has been charged with having sex with a dog after the act was captured on a home security camera. Listen to how this rolled out. man. Brittany Ann McClure was arraigned Wednesday afternoon before uh, the judge charged her with one count of sodomy with a dog and one count of cruelty to an animal. McClure's former boyfriend filed a criminal complaint. The man had produced surveillance video of McClure committing a sex act with his dog in the man's living room. The complainant alleges he was randomly reviewing his home security video when he came... Oh, wow. When he came across the video. How did I get that spot in the carpet? Can you imagine? No. Uh, Based on the evidence... Ed, come in here. What does this look like to you? Police took the woman into custody. It looks like a girlfriend banging a dog. <laughs> oh. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. I thought the same thing. So it's not just me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just me. See. Yeah, I don't know. Looks like your girlfriend banging a dog. I was wondering if I needed a new monitor, but you're saying that to you looks like my girlfriend banging a dog, too. All right. Okay. Got it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Based on the evidence, uh, police took the woman into custody, at which time she provided a detective with a confession. Uh, the first charge against McClure is a 15-year felony, and the second charge is a 93-day misdemeanor. Uh, she was given a $100,000 personal bond and ordered not to have contact with animals as well. So, pretty it's wild. a wise idea. Pretty wild story. Yeah. There you go. That's what I have in bizarre. I, I just can't help but I, I, let my mind wander as to what exactly she was doing. What yeah. preceded? You know what I mean? What What makes you look at the uh, you know the 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 collie and say, hmm, yeah, I know. But what what was and it? How does it all actually? Was happen? it the old peanut butter trick or yeah. was it? Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. Or did the dog say, "Why don't you use some peanut butter"? <laughs> it was the dog's idea. Listen, if we're going to do this, I want peanut butter and a lot of it. And that's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, let us take a break. When we come back, uh, we got something to give away via the lesson question. We'll ask a question about today's program, see if you've been paying attention. We'll also get trash and music news, of which we will have a concert announcement in. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, Hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, 
Just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our Word of the Week prize will only be four letters long this week. We're just uh, giving you ample warning on that, and it'll be along shortly. We'll get that letter from Pierre to begin the whole thing in a little bit. In the meantime, we have something else to give away, and that would be our lesson question prize. We have a four-pack of tickets for the Elmwood Park Zoo. If you can answer this question correctly, Painkiller is about Richard Sackler and the Purdue Pharma Company. Which movie is about the Purdue Chicken Farms? <laughs> 215263WMMR is our number. So, Painkiller is about Richard Sackler and the Purdue Pharma Company. Which movie is about Purdue Chicken Farms? If you heard us say that earlier this morning, you need to call him right now because we got some goodies. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see where we're going today. Steve, what do you have for us? Well, Britney Spears' crazy ex-husband, Jason Alexander, is being ordered to steer clear of a woman he's accused of stalking in Tennessee. Britney released a statement saying that Alexander's off to a good start, but should also consider doing disturbing dance videos on Instagram. <laughs> Two pilots successfully ejected from a fighter jet that crash-landed in Michigan during an air show this weekend. Such events have become so common during air shows that attendees are often asked which aircraft they would like to see explode. Oh my God. And finally, Prince William receiving a whole series of new titles, including Colonel-in-Chief of the Mercian Regiment, Colonel-in-Chief of the Army Air Corps, and Royal Honorary Air Commodore of the Royal Air Force Valley. However, William is yet to receive the most coveted of titles, Commander of the Order of Worldly Known Good Guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your holiday He's a worldly known good guy. He's a worldly known good guy. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. Painkiller is about Richard Sackler and the Purdue Pharma Company, which movie's about the Purdue Chicken Farms. And it is Paul that we turn to to try to get an answer. Paul, good morning. Scooby Dooby Doo. Oh. Scooby Dooby Doo. Magic. Yeah, magic. Well done. I love it, Paul. Wow. All right. <laughs> What's the name of the movie about the Purdue Chicken Farms, please? Oh, I believe it was Chicken Sick. Chicken Sick. Right. You are correct. Paul, hang on, Scooby Doo. 
We're going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets to the Elmwood Park Zoo. You can visit Elmwood Park Zoo this week. Save up to $6 on weekday admission after 2 p.m. Tickets available at elmwoodparkzoo.org, or you can purchase in person right at the gate. Let's do music news, shall we? Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, I'm going to lead with this uh, concert announcement. Okay. That cool, Case? Yeah, All right. Yeah, Whoa. we'll kick it off. Uh, this should be cool. These are This is a solid band. They're going to be playing Thursday, November 2nd at the Keswick Theater. Uh, and it is called the Return of Legends of the Fall Tour. And it features none other than Better Than Ezra. Oh! Guys. Yeah, they're a solid band. They've been here. They've performed in our studio before. They're New Orleans own, right? Yep. Just uh, super fun, nice guys, great music. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday at uh, 10 a.m. via AXS.com. And uh, you can listen to Sarah, who's in for Jackie, uh, each weeknight this week. And you can uh, possibly win yourself some free tickets. I love it. So, again, that's uh, November 2nd at the Keswick Theater. And tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via AXS.com. And Sarah's got tickets all week long in for Jackie. So, don't miss out on that. Just a little bit of info for you. All right. So, uh, what else do I have here? Not much in the world of music news today. Um, how about this, though? This this is good news. Uh, Duran Duran guitarist Andy Taylor shared some good news about his battle with prostate cancer. He says that he's expected to live five more years thanks to a new drug. Because uh, things were looking pretty bad for him. I mean, we were down to what I assumed was an any, any week now yeah. uh, sort of thing. To see this was amazing because... A five-year extension could also result in another development or something that could help him along further. So, God willing. He told uh, BBC News that he was uh, contacted by scientists who suggested what was called uh, lutetium-177, a nuclear medicine, uh, to treat his stage four prostate cancer. Interesting. Uh, lutetium-177 only attacks cancer cells in the body because it can't see healthy cells. Uh, Taylor claims that he first tried the drug six weeks ago, and it seems to be working. He said it kills stage four cancer in your bones. It's amazing. And so that's what effectively it has done to extend my life for five years. So years ago, or, or you know, there's also a treatment that is really like radioactive pellets. They'll sit right Yeah, my uncle case. had one, yeah. Right, right. So yeah. this seems to be a little bit more comprehensive. Yeah, I don't know anything about it other than this story. Uh, so I haven't looked into it uh, as to what all uh, lutetium-177 is or does. Although Taylor was diagnosed with prostate cancer in 2015, it took seven years for the news to leak out. But this would be great news uh, if he could turn around. They're in town uh, in a couple of weeks. Are I'm you taking, seeing them? I'm taking Caroline. Yeah. Yeah, Caroline requested How cool. to go see Duran Duran. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Black Sabbath's live album Reunion is making its vinyl debut this fall. Uh, the set will feature 16 live tracks of their greatest hits recorded on their 1997 reunion tour. Two bonus tracks will be included. And it features the original lineup of uh, Ozzy, Tony, uh, Geezer, and Bill. Geezer! He used uh, to live near you, didn't he? He did, yes. The three <laughs> LP collection will be out on October 13th. 
And one last story. I thought this was kind of fun. Uh, Vince Neil of Motley Crue is named his five album, his five favorite albums of all time. Oh. And there's some stuff on here you would not expect from Vince Neil. I'm always interested to hear this uh, stuff. He did a recent appearance on uh, AXS TV's Stranded series, and he chose the five albums he'd have if he were stranded on an island. He said, ACDC, Back in Black. A classic. That, right? Yeah. Aerosmith, Rocks, Sure. Creedence Clearwater Revival, uh, Cosmos Factory, and then he said, any album by Journey and the Beach Boys, or the Beach Boys' Endless Summer is the one he would choose, but any album by Journey, I'm like, dude, yes. I would. I love it. uh, Yeah, I'd probably go with Pet Sounds, but uh, yeah, all good stuff. I've been on a Journey kick lately. Yeah, a Journey journey. So I've been, uh, I was uh, kind of delighted to see that and unexpected from uh, somebody like Vince Neil. Uh, he also suggested that if rock fans were stranded on a desert island, uh, they should have Motley Crue's latest box set, Crucial Crew, with them, which features the five albums they released between 81 and 89, which would be Too Fast for Love, Shout at the Devil Theater, Pain, Girls, 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 and Dr. Feel Good. I think I would have to go with food and medical supplies. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. As opposed to uh, the box set. couldn't play. Uh, Neil added that he's working on three new songs, saying those three you might want to add to your playlist. So, all right, let me give you give me one of your top five albums that you'd have on in this same scenario. Man, I don't know. I've, uh, that's that's a lot to take on. Um, it has to be one Rush album, right? Maybe, but I, I, w- I would more so focus in on the Beatles as as absolute required yeah. listening, and it would probably be something. I mean, I could say the White Album because there's so many songs on it's a double album that'd be more material, from, and you know, there's great songs on it, but there there are better albums. Uh, I don't know, Abbey Road, maybe. You know, it's it's good if you had those five CDs, but you didn't have a CD player, how yeah, about no. that? You're just like staring at them the whole time. Yeah, yeah. how about you? Pick one. Or Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Oh, yeah. All of yeah. Locomotion. Hasselhoff yeah. locomotion. Ooga chaka. Ooga chaka. You do that while you're out there fishing, <laughs> you know, on your island. It's a good technique. Ooga chaka. Ooga. Ooga. I've never Ooga caught more fish in my life. Yeah. Thank you, David Hasselhoff. Sa- Hasselhoff saved my life. <laughs> that's, an, that's an album title right there. Yeah, it is. And no, that's a Hallmark movie. Hasselhoff saved ha- my life. Hasselhoff for Christmas. All right. Um, we could talk about this all day, yeah. but we're not going to. No. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a month. No, thanks. No, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week no, prize. <laughs> so stay right where you are. No, thanks. All right. Thanks. Come back in a second. No, thanks. It's another MMR concert event. Greta Van Fleet. The Star Catcher World Tour. September 19th at Wells Fargo Center. Listen all this weekend to hear all the best songs from Greta Van Fleet and plenty of chances to score free tickets. Plus, next week, guess Preston and Steve's word of the week correctly and you'll win a pair of floor tickets. Backstage passes plus a guitar signed by the band. Text Greta, G-R-E-T-A, to 39333 for a link to all the details. Greta Van Fleet, presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. President Steve's show coming to a close for Tuesday morning, which is kind of like a Monday for us, first day back. So we have a four-letter word that will be appearing in a little bit. 
Uh, we'll get to all that in a few, but we have a couple of other orders of business to handle. Number one, first and foremost, a thank you to our guest this morning, Mr. Dave hey, Raymond. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Dave Z, original Philly fanatic and uh, super nice guy and a very positive individual. He's got a new book out and it's called The Power of Fun. Uh, it's essentially, in a nutshell, uh, Trying to focus on the good things, the fun in life. and It's not frivolous. Yeah, and he's got a, a lot of good... It's essential. Positive affirmations and uh, little things that you can do to help you get in that frame of mind. Yep. And uh, maybe it's a step in the right direction that you need. So, uh, But he had some great stories uh, from the early days of The Fanatic. And uh, obviously, and he was instrumental in getting Gritty up and running. Yes, the he was. The concept of Gritty and helping out with that. And uh, just a super nice guy. His website is called DaveRaymondSpeaks.com. But you can just click our social stuff and, and uh, website stuff, and you'll be able to find him uh, and his book. But it's called uh, The Power of Fun, which I think is really, really cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, and in fact, he had, he had recommended instead of saying, how are you doing? Uh, he tell me something good. Tell me something good. Is the way he would, would open up. Key it off the song, yeah. but it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me something good. So Pierre, good morning. tell us something good. Good you to morning. Good you to morning. There you go. That's good in my book. Uh, that is good. Yeah. And it's going to be a good day. I like that. Excellent. And it's Double Shot Tuesday. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think that's spectacular. Before we run down your list of stuff on your program, shall we get that letter? Yes. All right. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. R as in radical. All right, and that is our first letter of a four-letter word, and we will give away a pair of premium tickets for night number one of WWE WrestleMania 40, which is taking place in Philadelphia. It'll be Saturday, April 6th at Lincoln Financial Field. You can witness your favorite superstars from Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown, undisputed WWE uh, Universal Champion, uh, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes, Bianca Belair, World Heavyweight Champion Seth freaking Rollins, and Becky Lynch. Wow. All going to be a part of this event. Yes, and you can be there for WrestleMania. WrestleMania, the world. Uh, tickets for both <laughs> nights, April 6th and 7th, go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. Uh, Wednesday's presale info and code at WMMR.com. There you go. All that information out there. Um, what's up on your program today? Double Shot Tuesday, you said, of course. Yes, that's uh, that's one of the things. We've got uh, Doobie Brothers for Tom Johnson's birthday today. STP, you just played some. We'll play some more. Uh, Garbage released their debut album today in 1995. Oh, wow. Uh, which is wild. So yeah. We'll play some Shirley coming up. And um, it is, uh, we're um, also getting, tomorrow's the first of the two giant brew shows. Um, every every summer I wonder, what's the biggest show of this summer season? And I don't have an answer for this particular year just yet. They're the, you know, Dave Matthews is always gigantic in terms of, of um, people attending or a fish right. show. But <clears throat> what's, the, what's the just standout show of the summer? So... You know, it, it, bizarrely, it might be 
like Taylor Swift. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 Taylor Swift or Beyonce, even right. though it's not our, our format. But if you're talking sheer right. scope, yeah. you could well be right. And Pink is also coming. And yeah. I have heard rave wonderful things about her in concert and the acrobatic stuff that she does. Right. Um, so. I'll actually go to Pink because Brandi Carlisle's opening for her. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm going as well. I'm going to go too. Yeah. yeah. I'm one of her backup dancers. So. Kathy used to not like pink. I used to not like pink. Okay. I didn't not like her music. It was like you. No, here. No, no. Back up. I never disliked her. What I didn't like was you guys would talk about her and be like, she's so hot. I love her. She's so sexy. I didn't get that part of it. But her show and the performance she puts on, like, I I need to go and see that. Right. All right. right. Cool. Excellent. All right. Well, um, and I'll also have Rome, uh, Sublime with Rome, and slightly stupid ticket test coming up this Sunday. Wonderful. And a big double shot of Bruce, um, because again, tomorrow is the kickoff of the two night stand and another concert announcement of my own. Oh. In the two o'clock hour. Excellent. Cool. All right. Pierre is full of chalk. He's yeah. chalk. Chalk full of the chalk. Bring me a board. We need to uh, give away our Tattoos Day prize. And winner of that is Eleanor Brubaker from South Philly. So, Eleanor, congratulations. You got yourself a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And you can find them at 1729 South Street in Philly. If you want to check out their artwork samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. All right. Um, let me thank our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. And the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Wilmington University. Find your education home at Wilmington University. Wilmu.com. E-D-U. Tomorrow on the program, speaking of uh, the WWA, WWE, uh, we will have uh, Ricochet. In Ricochet! Yep, who will be a part of WrestleMania. Um, we'll go live on Fox. Good day. We'll have a secret text word, and we'll have a good time. Yes. That is it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the map by two to buy two bop bop got We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply.